We love hearing from you, so keep sending your tweets and comments. We do read every one of them. And don't miss the chance to take our very important listener survey at podcastone.com. Your responses will help us to make this show the very best it can be. It'll only take about three minutes of your time, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped us out. Not delayed gratification, but instant. You can tell us how you really feel about the show and help us to get to know what we can do better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And remember, keep those tweets and comments coming. This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little Tangellos. It's me, Allison Rosen. How's it going before the show officially starts? We have time to have a little chat. Gary? Hey. I think we have an iTunes comment of the week, don't we? Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, this iTunes comment of the week comes from, Hi, my name is Sam K, and it is titled, She really is my new best friend. Almost a year ago, I needed something to listen to on a long car ride. A friend suggested I download a few episodes of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend, and I was hooked. Allison is truly one of the most skilled interviewers I have seen in a long time. She has the perfect ratio of hilarious comedy to deep and compelling interviewing. I love that the podcast can make me laugh and cry and cry from laughing. Plus, who doesn't love Gary? I love you both and your show. Thanks for the laughs. Thank you. That is so nice. Yeah, thank you. That was very nice. If you want your iTunes comment to potentially be the iTunes comment of the week, just leave us a nice iTunes comment. Click five stars because that is our favorite number. I mean, it actually might not be my favorite number, but when it comes to stars, it is. What's your favorite number, Gary? Not of stars, but just in numbers. I don't know. I like nine. Nine. That used to be my favorite number. That was the number I played. That was, that was my jersey number. It's interesting. When you're a kid, you have a favorite everything. And then I remember one time I asked my friend Danielle, I said, what do you like better, left or right? And she's like, like in what? And I thought, you, you're so small-minded when it comes to this. Yeah, I don't think I have a preference between left and right. But you wouldn't balk at the question, would you? When I if set it was, up that way. <laughs> if there was zero context like that, I would be a little thrown my favorite is zero context. What's your favorite? Context or zero context? I prefer some context. Okay, fine. This, this, this is over. But it's not really because I wanted... Oh, yeah. So anyway, leave us a comment on iTunes. Click five stars. Uh, tell your friends. And uh, perhaps your comment will be our iTunes comment of the week. I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Go to Meeting. It's hot out. And I don't just mean it's a little warm. I mean it is like... It's like a thousand times 500 degrees. It's a little less, but what I'm saying is I have beads of sweat on my upper lip. I have a, it's a sweat mustache, a sweat stash. It's attractive. Uh, and the, all sorts of things are going on in the summer, and you don't want to have to haul your buns into the office to meet with your coworkers. And maybe... Maybe you're at home working and you don't ha- want to have to go in. You could be on vacation. You could be in a limbo contest or in a hot tub and what i'm saying is you can still get all your work done because you can meet with them using go to meeting you will see each other in crystal clear hd quality on your laptop on your desktop on your 
iPad or your iPhone, and you can hear each other. You can get all the work done that you would get done in person, but you don't have to actually spend the time going to the office. You don't have to be there in the same physical space. You can do it all with GoToMeeting, and with just one button, you can share your screen so you, the, so you and people that you are collaborating with can work on documents in real time. Gary and I have done this a bunch of times, and every time we do it, we're always impressed with just how well it works, how much it feels like we actually met in the like it, it feels like we had a real meeting because we did using go to meeting gary yeah it's it's excellent it's really nice to be able to look at people and and see yeah, that you have their attention and and you know that everyone's really focused on the same goal and when you're you know collaborating on stuff it's nice to be able to share control of your computer and let somebody just do it as opposed to trying to spend nine minutes explaining Talking to you. Talking them through. Exactly. Yeah. You guys can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code Allison. Once again, that's GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code Allison. All right. Here is an episode of my show with the one and only Bob Saget. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. I think I tweeted I love Bob Saget after... I'm, uh, after the interview, because um, he's just he's you know what? Why tell you what he's like when you'll just find out for yourself? But I also know that Gary is a huge fan, and you thought you felt he did not disappoint. Am no, I right? not at all. I was really excited about this interview for a long time beforehand, and uh, yeah, he didn't disappoint at all. He's a he's a magnificent man. Is someone vacuuming back there? The computer fan kicked on right when I turned oh. on my mic. Okay, um, I was going to say I didn't think anyone vacuumed. At least not when I'm around here. No, you're not here when we do that. Oh, do you vacuum? Uh, not personally. <laughs> but you see the vacuums? Yeah. The vacuuming commence? The studio is cleaned from it's time true. to time. It's true. It's true. It would be much more like my place if no one vacuumed. Um, you guys, you know what you need? You need the ringtone that is now available in the iTunes store. It's this one. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You can get that by searching, hey, go fuck yourself with your iPhone in the iTunes store. Uh, I think you'll find that it comes in handy for many a situation, including just regular phone ringing and texts coming in. Also, we have a special bonus episode uh, available. It was recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. The guests were Doug Benson and Greg Proops. It's really funny, and it is also delightful. And it's $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. And I think that – oh, also, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, why not click through the banner on my website at alisonrosen.com? It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps out the show. Okay, here's the episode. I love you guys. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It's me, Allison Rosen, and I'm here with Bob Saget, which is very exciting. Mutual. It's great to meet You're you. You're my new best friend. I know. Now, I didn't re- know. I had one. Well. It says it right on the sticker I'm do you, holding. Do you feel better now knowing? Yeah. I like to have uh, new friends and best friends. This goes right to one. Are you the kind of person who knows a lot of people but not that many people know the real you? I think that. Well, no, I pretty make it known who I am with people that know me. But not people – I guess I'm writing a book right now. So that is uh, an outpouring of kind of therapy right now. So yeah, people will know me soon if they read it. 
What it, is it? A memoir? It it is, but it's also it's about death and comedy because I lost a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. a good way to start. Yeah. No, I like to get I like to get right into it. Everybody died. Uh, my sisters died, and my uncles died, and uh, my parents were alive, thank goodness. But uh, did, my mom's. Did you say they were or they are? My mother's alive. My father's not. She finally put him down. But they're all good. How's your family? Uh, they are. Um, they're alive. They're alive. Yeah. So I have that going for so me. So you couldn't write the book I'm writing because no. Just, yeah. I mean, not if it were not if it were nonfiction. Right. But I feel like if I just wait long enough, it'll happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're lucky and you live to like 80, you could write your the whole thing. It would right. be like, um, you know, I don't know what was that beautiful movie, The Help. You know, and you could narrate your whole life or what yeah. your life was like. Yeah. Thank you. Is your life like that? So it's exactly like that. Someone pooped in a pie and made you eat it? <sighs> yeah. Wow. That's how my and mother... Yet I'm, and yet I'm sitting here now and I'm fine. Right, right, right. I well, What's I got it? water randomly given to me and I don't know where this came from. It's, he said it's filtered. He did. But he did. But you said this isn't toilet water, is it? And then he said it's filtered. He well, didn't say – but what he didn't say is no, it's not. It's filtered. It could be it could a filtered be... toilet water. Exactly. When, first and thing you showed me through? when you, uh, a pump, just a pipe. It could be anything. It could <laughs> be filtered. It could be through mesh. You could have a stocking, just a lady's Hanes stocking over a pipe. Right. And that's what. The first thing you showed me when I came in here, and I apologize for being late, but I was no, in crazy no Carmageddon, which is not over yet, but they say it is. I know. But you can't get it's anywhere. Car end times. It was just a good. That let, let that be the least of our worries, you know. Mm-hmm. But but um, you know, but. <laughs> But as, the first thing you showed me was a toilet. You just walked. Yeah. I, I know. got here and you went. You want that? And I. That's what, <laughs> the next thing I saw was this glass with water. So yeah. who knows? Maybe no matter what, you want me to have the water from that toilet. So he just dunked the glass in it. Although it's not wet around the outside of it. I was just. I just think sometimes, especially after Carmageddon, you might have a full bladder, and I would hate for you to be uncomfortable. It's nice of you. And yet, it did feel like I was forcing you to like, like you f- relieve yourself, like you were- make. Well, as soon as I met you, you're my new best friend. I got excited, so I might have done other stuff in there. But it's a very small room, so there's not. It was like an airplane bathroom sized facility here, which you'd think it'd be bigger. And it used to be. It used to be filled with porn, by the way. So I'm is that true? I don't know what you'd do upon having a new best friend, but if the other activity involves porn, it used to be set up better for that. Are you saying there used to be porn, like magazines and stuff in there, or stuff on the walls? Oh no, there were magazines. You know what? Because is that because it's the guys that work here? I don't know. Gary, do you know? Why there was porn? Was it actual porn or was it um, like what's some what's a magazine that has topless women but wouldn't be porn? Does that exist? Maxim or something or No, uh, th- those were those were the cleaner magazines that were in there. I think it was there porn. There was nothing that bad in there. It wasn't bad porn. There was nothing there was nothing that, you know, hardcore or anything in there, but why wouldn't you have porn in the bathroom? Okay. Well, I think if you have a lot of men coming in to be interviewed, but if you have a lady come in to be interviewed, unless she's one of my friends, she probably wouldn't like porn in the bathroom. Probably would go wiser, but it's a little creepy because that means someone does themselves in the bathroom. If there's porn, you're not just reading it if there's porn in the bathroom. Yeah, that's true. You're giving true. someone a break, and there's that's right outside the door here. So I remember I had a uh, when I lived in New York, I had a house guest, and he came in one night with a brown paper bag with a couple of magazines that porn, like he you know had his New York experience at the newsstand, and he was obviously going to have a night with himself. And I thought wow, you are making yourself very comfortable. That's, I guess you got to do it all. Like Jim Carrey did that in a movie. It was really funny. I can't remember what movie it was, but he put like a big 
gallon of lube next to the bed, mm-hmm. got all set up for his big night alone. I don't uh, – I, I get tired of it. I believe it should be done for me. Is that a misogynistic <laughs> thing to say? No. No, it's a human thing to say. Yeah. A, a woman can easily say that too. I believe it should be done. In fact, right. most of my experiences, I, <laughs> uh, they say that this should be done for me. Get well, me shoes and a, then maybe you can go there. Right. But in a way, that's a compliment in, uh, because – not the shoes part, but the I believe it could, should be done for me because sometimes people get to a point where they're like, I believe I would rather do this myself. I thought I got scared just now because I thought you were going to say I believe that children are our future and that didn't no. fit in line with this conversation. No, it didn't. That's it was completely opposite of this conversation. Right, right. This is – this is about That's romance and <laughs> with letting someone uh, – nothing to do with children. No. Pre-children, way yeah. pre-children. Maybe the formation of a child or, uh, in right. single cellular form. Exactly. I mean if you believe that life begins with what spills on the ground, yes. I believe life begins inside your body. I believe if you get aroused and you're a guy, you should uh, register at a preschool for your kid because that's how quick <laughs> I've had children. Just if you, it's when you have that moment, when you get an erection, you should just call people and try to get references into a good preschool in Los Angeles, anyway. Unless you go public. only for the time that you have the erection. Yeah, the best time to call preschool is when you have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> you know, think. sort of like in Pac-Man, after you eat the power pellet, like you kind of blink like that, and you have special powers. Yeah, I haven't played it, it in a long time. Doesn't last very long, right? That's that was sort that of was like, really my my. Uh, Early comic days, like when I was 20 and 21 and 22, I would – my first road gigs were just getting rolls of quarters to do that. And that magic – you know, there was no home game, nothing. You know, mm-hmm. we had Pong. We had Pong years later, like five years after. I hate that I've become the person that tells those stories because I used to always make fun of anybody that would say, you know, we, we didn't have cars. Yeah. My dad said there were horse and buggies when he was a kid. That can't a- be and, true. And cars, that they had oh. both. People were still doing horse-drawn carts. Is that true? I don't know. He's it's... dead. I can't find out. And my mother says he made up half of what he said anyway. And she doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's 88. So she just she sounds like a minor bird when she talks. <laughs> I See, I feel like I've become that person who tells similar stories because I'm always doing this thing like with on the Adam Carolla show – where I'll say something or he'll say something and then it's the, we have this realization that, oh, the peop- none of the young people around here know what we're talking about. They don't know who Christine McNichol is. Well, so? you have to know. She was on Family. They're too young. Well, I understand that. I mean I – I understand I had, it. I, I had to I reach agree for with it. it. I had to reach. But you seem very young. You don't seem like you would know who Christine McNichol is. I'm 85. That's me too. Yeah. So I'm just saying that I never thought I'd be the person who's like, oh, you're so young. Right. Like, to other people – it's gross. Well, I'm not an ageist, so I I have daughters that are smart, and I just and I meet people that are smart that are young, and I don't have a and I God I read stuff and I hear music from people that are you know 20, and so I just look up to them because they're smart. Mm-hmm. But a wealth of information because you live through it is just like sometimes patting ourselves on the back or giving ourselves a star because we know I just I, I I've dated people that were younger than me in my life. Um, not anymore. I only date people older than me now. Uh, How's the pool? Uh, it's full. It's full of old people. <laughs> it's like cocoon at my house. <laughs> They're just forming. Nobody knows cocoon. That's the problem. I see, but the, I do because I'm old. I actually filmed something there once. I was on the Jamie Kennedy experiment years ago, and they pretended they were going to my house, and he gave people tour guides. It was kind of like 
you know, it was hazing people or whatever. It was kind of like being punked, but it was a long time ago. It was on the, you know, it was on the WB network. <laughs> That's a long time ago. I was on the mm-hmm. WB network once. I had a, my daughters were Kat Dennings and and uh, Brie, oh, Brie two, Larson from Two Broke Girls and yep and Brie Larson's Brie Larson. a good actress singer, and they were my daughters on this sitcom that we did WB and uh, what was that called? It was called Raising Dad by Jonathan mm. Katz, a very very yeah great smart comic friend that wrote it. It was supposed to be his life, and Norman Steinberg was the executive producer. He wrote My Favorite Year in Blazing Saddles and everything that eighteen year olds won't know. <laughs> But um, it was – I guess the, the point was um, that they pretended to break into my house at this Jamie Kennedy experiment and the house was not mine. But they, he was giving free tours to people and I came home and there was porn everywhere and whips and chains and <laughs> pictures of John Stamos and, and, and I got – I said, get the hell out of here and I was yelling at him. And they bleeped me and all that. But the house – this took seven minutes out of your it's life. A, no, I, I have a surplus almost, of minutes. It's almost there. Uh, the, the house was the house that they filmed Cocoon in. So I went to go look at the pool mm-hmm. in the back of this house. It's all the way up Camino Palmero near the Magic Castle in Hollywood. And it was, uh, I believe, also Ozzie and Harriet's house, I- I'm pretty sure, in that show that no one alive listening, only dead people would No, know that. actually, there are some old people, I mean, ageless to me, who right. listen. Every now and then family. I'll get an email. You have family members that are listening to a lot of them? No, I feel like they jump you have a ship. mother or an aunt that listens to this? I have uh, a mom and a dad who listen sometimes. Actually, they'll probably listen to you. Don't was... let that make you say anything different, though. No, um, I won't. No, I but should... every now and then I'll get an email from someone, and they always start by saying, um, I'm probably not your demo, but then they explain that they're old, but they like the show. That's, so that's this great. Ozzie and Harriet reference. This goes out to them. And Cocoon, which is about never-ending... Youth, right? Old people that jump in a pool and they get in. They come out of cocoons. I don't remember. It's old people coming out of the, yeah, a the, the sack. Cocoons. It's like a giant testicle with an old person coming out of it. Yes, and they make new old people. <laughs> oh no, they become young again. Right. The, so Steve co- Gutenberg comes out of those are were aliens in cocoon. Oh, they're aliens. I think those are aliens. And I'm looking at Gary like he would know. He's not going to know. No, nobody's going to know. They, I think they Ron were. Ron Howard like, directed it. It's like yeah. a, a cool movie. It was. It was. Good. And wasn't that Jessica Tandy in it and, and Hume Cronin? Hume and Cronin, her husband. All those old people. I sat next to her at a play once and I, I put my hand in her. Which part of her? I guess I shouldn't have said that. Your parents are listening. No, I feel like, okay. I was driving Miss Daisy all the way from the <laughs> aisle four. I was driving Miss Daisy in house seats. I sat next to her. I sat in front of Catherine Hepburn once wow. at a play and I said, can I get you anything from the bar? Uh, and she, oh, you're such a nice young man. And I said, you're you're amazing. And the person next to her said, I bet you say that to all the icons. <laughs> That's another memory. I'm just thinking about old people right now. I don't know why. I feel young. I just played Bonnaroo. I just did that a couple How weeks was ago. It was uh, pretty cool. I did the, the – have you ever done it? No. Really cool. I saw Tom Petty. I missed Paul McCartney. But a lot of bands like National and um, Kendrick, what's his name? Lamar. Kendrick Lamar was – my daughters were real excited. Two of my daughters came in and uh, to town. I know them. They're my daughters. How old are they? They're 26 and 23. That's what mm-hmm. I told the judge. <laughs> and and they're my daughters. I told him that too. You have a – but you have I have three, three daughters. daughters. I have a 20-year-old also. Okay. And she didn't come to Bonnaroo because she wanted to be safe and warm. <laughs> they were warm and not safe. Uh-huh. And it was really, really amazing. I mean it's an amazing festival. It's a huge thing. And I performed at two shows Sunday – which I don't know when that was. 
weeks back now. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago, I can't remember. I didn't have, I was afraid people were going to slingshot acid into my mouth. I was afraid ecstasy oh, right. was going to be like, they were going to just pick their nose and flick a booger of ecstasy into my mouth. But that you don't happens, snort right? ecstasy. I think people do put things in your drinks, but just like the only thing I'm scared of is the water that was given to me here that he could have put ecstasy in it. He never would. He wouldn't, though. I don't share. Or you could have you could have dunked something in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a little scary because there used to be porn in that bathroom and it could have but been I don't yours. Want, uh, yeah, I don't want anything of mine covered in toilet water. No, but I mean, you could have put it in this glass. You could have just you could have. This is my theory. You could have taken a glass after Allison showed me the bathroom. I vetoed the bathroom. You brought me in here. You had some stuff to do. You weren't. I didn't see you completely in my eye line. You took a glass. You got it not out of the toilet. You got it out of a purified filter, and then you stuck your balls in it. And then there's no outside water outside of it, and then you put it here and said, oh, yeah, it's filtered. And that's all. You filtered with your balls is what I'm scared of. Here's He's the funny thing. He would rather take this in the spirits intended, Gary. Gary would rather drink water that you, Bob Saget, dunked your balls in than dunk his balls in, in your water. Are you kind of, you kind of revere uh, – you would revere my ball water? I, I don't think yes. I would, but apparently so. Oh, come on. Yes, and. That's what you said before he showed up. That, uh, you said you were excited about the interview, and what yeah. I heard is you would like to drink his ball water. It's like third-party well, It's third party teabagging is what that is. Yeah. It's not through the, it's if A teabags B and B tip. Your parents are listening to this? Probably not, But no. they don't know what that is. They think I'm talking political. Some party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you the know, teabaggers. Honestly, they're, they're – Why do they call them the teabaggers? Why do they do that? It's so it's, wrong. I know. It's like naming your your religious group queefing or something. Sorry. That's How hilarious. How many listeners did I just lose? Oh, my God. We just got more listeners. Th- really? There was a spike with queef. Don't ever combine those two things. That <laughs> sounds know. violent and upsetting. And, and one <laughs> should not cause the other. No. Um, I know. It actually sort of like Central Perk from Friends where I'm like like years later, oh, Central Perk, Central Park. Oh, I didn't get that. Uh, tea Party, Boston Tea Party. That's what was recently I realized that was the tea party they're referring to. Yeah. I can't be the only one who didn't make that connection. It doesn't I, – I get all my news from Bill Maher, so I don't know what's going on. And John Stewart and mm-hmm. – and John Oliver now. I like John Oliver a lot. Me too. He's very good. I like all of them because they're smart. My, I, my comedy is not like that. I keep mine non-political <laughs> and not religious. And, I thought uh, you were saying your comedy is not smart. It's not smart. It's, it's f- silly. I do it purposely because I'm – I don't think my – it's like a date. When you go on a date with somebody, which I don't recall what that's like because I live in a home surrounded by balls and water. I live in a uh, – I live, I live on you, Santa Monica. Is that how you ward the women off? Yeah, by having Ball naked water? biker men everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that would draw them, a certain type of them. Maybe. Not the old ones you're I'm, trying to date. I'm actually – no, I'm not, I'm not actually dating anybody right now. I would enjoy – Drawing a woman. I think that's what I would like. I think I, I want to paint Dra- someone. I've never painted or drawn, but that's going to be my line now. When the next woman I meet Titanic. that I'm interested in, exactly. I want to paint you. I want to draw you. Oh, that's great. And it ended well for them in Titanic after he <laughs> drew her. This is a classic rom-com. It, and you get them you get them to be naked because they think you're an artist. And then right. she never really looked over to see if he was any good. But she'd seen his work before. I, and I, I don't recall the movie that well. I talk about it in my new special. Oh, my God. I can't even believe it. Please. No, go ahead. I can't. Well, it was I on Showtime for a while, and now it's coming out on right DVD, now. On DVD, right? On the 16th. On, uh, it was on uh, DVD and CD, which is, means it's all just the sound. Yeah. And then the DVD has like seven or eight minutes of just riffing some interview you can't get anywhere else. 
And then the rest is online downloading and you don't get everything with the online downloading. You don't get cardboard that no one wants anymore, plastic. that no, they, they still make CDs and DVDs. They said to me, we're making the DVD and CD of your special. It's called That's What I'm Talking About. Have you heard it or seen it? I have I have seen part of it. So I, I did, I, we both need to see the whole thing. You don't we have to. to. No, but, but we're fans to. and we want to. Well, thank you. You want to because you put your balls in my water. Yeah. Great balls of water. <laughs> I'm very happy with it. It was, you know, I had last special was like four years ago, five years ago. So it, it's nice to make one and then <laughs> take a break. I, I'm working on other stuff right now. I'm going to paint a woman. That's what you're working on. That's what I'm going to work on. I'm going to do candle wax on her rather than paint her. Maybe that's great. Some now, people like that to have candle wax dripped on them. I don't know. I saw it in some like it devil hurt. movie on HBO late at night. Because I know that in my candle. Not candles on me, but just burning candles college phase. If I ever spilled hot wax on myself, I didn't get turned on. I just went out. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking Shabbat candles on a Friday (laughs) night because that's a nice night to do that because you're not supposed to drive or walk. Right. So you take your your lovely uh, woman and then you you put the candle wax on her and then you get the sheet with a hole in it and Mm -hmm. you're pretty much set. Right. That's a night. Yeah. That's Friday night. It's really great. That's what Friday nights are made for. Yeah. Shabbat candle wax. And right before you do the, you do the blessing over it. Uh-huh. So that's nice. And you can serve uh, latkes after you're both done. Are you allowed to eat at, on Friday night? Yeah, you are. No. Which is the night that you fast? Witches? Are you calling Jewish people witches? <laughs> you fast tw- once a year. Oh, okay. Yom, then sure, yom. maybe. I, I'm Jewish, but I'm not a um, I'm not, not that practicing because I don't yeah, believe too, in starving I anymore. I, I just don't want to. I've suffered so much in general, or I'm a whiner. I can't decide which, but I'm I don't want to suffer all day. Mm-hmm. If I if my if I'm not eating for a day, it's because I'm like a a, a girl that has a modeling shoot. I need. I was to, gonna say because you're gonna you're about to go on TV. I have to get in a tux, you know, a couple of days, so I'm gonna because I'm burying myself. Do you do? <laughs> <laughs> do you I'm do any of those special Hollywood diet things that people do before the red carpets? Well, here's the upsetting thing. I, I, we all been, we've all been getting these new emails that are set out by spam bots. Mm-hmm. And so all of it, there's two now on Twitter that they just won't stop. And one of them is this yes. new diet. Oh, my God. Hey, Bob, this new diet you've come up with. And, and I just love blocking. I'm really into it lately because mm-hmm. I wish life was – like that, yeah. In high school, you when someone comes over and is mean to you, you can just block them. But this is, um, and the other one is, hey, did you see Kim Kardashian's latest fall or her new cleavage problem? Those are the two that I'm getting the most. And people, I guess, are trying to make money if they get a certain number of hits. And I guess some people don't block them. So I don't know. I'd like to know the people. They're not people. They just got random pick. I don't well, know. There's a person at some point. At some point in the chain, there is a human being right. creating this. I guess it's but. some guy that sells swampland or gets you to come to a condo and get free luggage, but you don't right. ever buy it. Just whatever. Do they still do that? The timeshare. I think thing? so. Yeah. Young people don't know what we're talking about. I no. don't doubt they do. Well, young people, a lot of them can't afford a condo ever. Yeah, that's true. Because they're living with their parents in their condo that they got by doing yeah. that. Did your kids ever move back in with you? No. I, I don't know. They're always welcome to. They have rooms and uh, they have rooms at their mothers also. We have uh, different homes. I've been divorced for 77 years. Wow. Yeah. My ex-wife's 140. You. How long have you been divorced for really? Uh, 15 years I believe. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm writing about it in the book. It's going to be out next year. Harper Collins. 
and uh, It Books is their division, which is cool. It's hard to write a book. Yeah. I am presently in re- rewriting and pain and all that good stuff. It's really a good problem to have. Do you know uh, what the title is going to be? I don't. I don't. I'm going to call it Who Teabagged My Water. <laughs> it was the, the original title. And then the other one was Friday Night is for Shabbat and Candle Waxing. What made you – side note, Gary, we have to get bottles of water again. I know it's harder for you to dunk your balls in those. Not, we don't know the size of the balls. But the yeah. problem is See, that normally, little, there's a little teeny bottle right there of water. Yeah. And that, the, 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 the lid on a normal yeah, bottle of you know, arrowhead water, if you could put your – you could. You could stuff them in there. But you'd probably pop a nut. Oh. Yeah, that looks Because really if they like vacuum seal, it wouldn't – You don't want to have your yeah. nut vacuumed. <clears throat> That's the other thing you could do if you ever go to a nice person's home that has central vac. I don't know if you've ever done this, but it's it's a thing. I probably shouldn't start this conversation, <laughs> but the thought is, you know, central vac is a thing. It's a plate on the wall. I don't have it in the current house I have, but I had it in a house that, and it's you plug the hose in, and all of a sudden you're vacuuming. You know, you just have a vacuum. You plug it up to any hole in the wall, and it turns on the vacuum. It's got a this little is a real thing solenoid oh, uh, relay, and wow. it's an amazing thing. It goes through the whole house, and it sucks wherever you're sucking. Mm. But if you're on the ground. And I don't know, Gary, if you would do this, if he laid on his side. If he's capable of putting his balls in my water, then perhaps <laughs> he's capable of laying on his side and trying to put his wiener in the central vac. It doesn't go off. I'm talking Adam Carolla speak right now because he's handy and he knows how to build transistors yeah. and things. You would have to somehow – there's an electric – and just stay with me on this if you could. I, I'm not offending mm, you, right? Not at all. OK. It, it has a – I love people who fuck walls. Oh uh, Well, that's what it would be. Be like a Harvey Wall banger. I guess that's where the drink <laughs> – came from Probably, but there's yeah. a there's a hole now that and it's it's larger so it'll fit most very large men in porn that don't exist in life because yeah. i've never been next to one well kind of have but i run away but <laughs> there's there has to be a connection to the current because there's a and i'm illustrating it yeah i wish people could see this it's so enjoyable but there's a <laughs> there's a round hole which everybody's familiar with and then there's two uh, pieces of metal that once that connection gets made, it gets made on the hose because that's got a round band all the way right. around. You'd have to wrap your dick in tinfoil is what I'm saying, Gary, you would have to do. And then as soon as you did that, you would get an electric shock through your body at the same time that you're having sex with the uh, the central vac. And it would also take it all the way to the the main unit. You know, which is where all the yeah, no cleanup. The well, no, well, no cleanup, but and it's in a, a mound of fur, which is almost like sex anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's lint. My friend's it, house has central vac. I'll have to try this out. Yeah, you should. You should get everybody to do it. Everybody, because you could get everyone to do it at the same time. You put tin foil. Get like five dudes. Pick different uh, central vacs. Yeah, that's a party. Well, then, it's, then it's like. Meanwhile, I'm trying to blow my hair dry, and there's no power at all. It, it could short the house. That's what I see happening. Yeah. You're right. This, it's not going to work. And the other thing is, are they having a, a, a male – is it a homosexual act? Oh, if they're all tapping into the yeah. same are, – Are they behind the candelabra if they're all five into the hole in the wall at the same time? What do you think, Gary? Is that gay? Uh, listen, I don't judge. <laughs> so. But I mean if five guys are all – you're, you're, you're spaced around the house because they don't put – you're in, you could, yes, you're in different rooms. Very close. It's, it's all different. Right. You so. could almost text each other when you're getting started if you wanted it to be in unison, but it yeah. shouldn't be in unison. Unless you know, you I, had I mean, to go it's down a less intimate you, circle jerk. If you had, but That's if you had what five is. guys That's doing it, it, the suction would go down because it's all one, you know, it's, it's, there's one sucking mechanism. And I think we should stop this subject. I, so, I, I, I hate to call it, but I, am I wrong to want to end it? 
Yeah, sure. You let's said move one, on. one sucking mechanism. I, I don't know what I opened up here. Well, see, here's the thing. The way it we got into this. It funny to me when I started it, and then when I hear it back at me, I get offended. <laughs> I don't understand it. That's my comedy. People go, you're so filthy. You're shocked. I'm like, no, I'm not. I say what I think is funny. I don't talk gynecological, really. Mm-hmm. I talk, you know, I have just jokes and stories. But that back at me, uh, it creeps me out a little bit. One giant. Maybe, maybe it's because when you do it, sorry, Gary throwing you under the bus a lot on this one but i'm innocent yeah. i mean Funny. nothing i'm just a nine-year-old you're, an, you're i'm a nine-year-old you're an ingenue you know you I seem am. like yeah i've never really seen it i'm just talking crazy right. what if i all of a sudden hit puberty yeah like there's a sarah silverman vibe about you that's you what know? I, that's what i like right. about her yeah whereas gary it's like ugh. <laughs> no i agree um no but i think well somehow- gary's just a, a, a guy and most guys are um filthy yeah, a lot of yeah. yeah, and I am Crass. too in my way to fit in with guys like Gary. Mm-hmm. I just do it to fit in with Gary. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, I would never <laughs> throw myself onto the side of the wall and have sex with it. But would you? Would I have to get you uh, drunk? Would you do it if you were drunk? Stranger things have happened. Wow. Is that true? No. You have you because had you sex sat with... there straight face yesterday when? Or, by the time someone hears this, it won't be yesterday. But recently. Uh, having sex with a hollowed out banana came up on the show. That's, that's funny. I was that just thinking show. about it. What would you have sex with? Have you had sex with things like, I mean, American Pie is based on that. I mean, have you had sex with an inanimate object or something? I've never had sex with something that weird, no. A no. cord out mannequin or anything? Can't I'm not, I'm not ruling it out, but not yet. Uh, like a, like, a, like a, a, a fox hat, hat made out of fox? I'd have to find one of those, but it's really hard. There's, there's ladies that wear them. Sounds soft. Fox hats, mm-hmm. but Peta wouldn't like it. Would you have sex with a representative from Peta? Probably not. I wouldn't <laughs> want to hear about it. Is Peta know that it has the word "pet" in their title? They have to know. I don't think so. They hmm. have to know. Anyway. Yeah, we should talk about. What it. I was trying to say before was. Don't be creeped out by the water. We happen to be out of bottled water. That's why it's in a glass. It is not to allow for balls to dunk in them, although it does allow for that. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you just tweeted that you'd like to meet a woman who doesn't have a podcast. That's true. What is that about? Well, I just – I'm single. I was driving here. I said to my publicist, uh, oh, Allison's my new best friend. Is she cute? And he said, yes, she is. But uh, – He knows me? I don't know. I guess he knows. He knows of you. Oh, He's a smart, nice. wonderful publicist, and uh, I've never said that sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like him. It doesn't He's a exist. Good man. Yeah. His name is Michael. He's a good, good person. And uh, you are. You're, you're cute and you're sweet. But I, I was just saying it as a joke. I wasn't. I'm not. Right. I'm not capable of like uh, actually hitting on anybody right now. That's just. Uh, that's where I'm at. I'm just kind of in my own little world, working and mm-hmm. trying to be a good dad. And I'm kind of doing a lot of. A lot of work right now. As we're speaking at this moment, when this is airing, I'm in New York doing a bunch of gigs and I'm on Fallon right now because this is in the future, mm-hmm. but the present. Right. How's it going? It's going Fallon. really good. I'm just promoting this DVD, my special. That's what I'm talking about. And it's a uh, – oh, it's available on – they told me – I just asked today. First time. The one you're that the comes first out person. tomorrow? It comes out uh, uh, the 16th. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, that's tomorrow. July 16th is yeah. tomorrow? Yeah. My God. I got to wake up. 
And uh, yeah, tomorrow it comes out, and it, it'll be on. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, or you can get it on iTunes, which means download. So, you, you, but Amazon, you can order the actual yeah. hard copy of the DVD or and CD. If you can buy it on Amazon. Click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps the show. AllisonRosen.com doesn't cost you anything. No, it, no, it does not. If they click through the banner on my website, the Amazon banner, it doesn't cost them anything extra. I see. But then they get your amazing special. Can you put ads for my special on your banner on your website? I think I could, yeah. Could we have a big glass of water with my balls floating in it? Your balls. No, I'm not going to take a picture of that. How bad would that be? Do you do any trimming? I'm a groomed person. I'm very groomed. In fact, before I came here, I shaved my face and clipped my nose hairs. That's just – I Thank just, you. Well, I didn't do it purposely. I, not for me, I just don't like to go anywhere and not look uh, uh, unkempt. <laughs> right. So I – yeah, I, I'm a groomage person. I got I, – I was given by someone I was in a relationship with that thing that Adrian Brody was selling for a minute, that thing, that manscaping thing. They were walking mm-hmm. down the street. They sold it for like a second. It was the buzzer thing that shaves your beard, but it's meant to do other groomage. Everywhere. Right. But they don't advertise it in – Network TV, you know, showing you that you could shave down below because you're going to nick your bag and it's gonna, you're going to be in trouble. Did that happen to you? No, no, no. He opened for me once, though. Nick bag. He's very good. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't use anything like that. Uh, I would be very. I'm very careful. Mm-hmm. I have a little person. I have the guy from oh, uh, Game of Thrones trim me. Peter Dinklage. He's I didn't so know he talented. does that. Yeah, he doesn't. I was the only little person I could think of. Vern Troyer is just not in the news right now. No. No, Peter Dinklage is the best little person. To, well, he's actually – it's a horrible reference. thing to have said. It's a decent reference, but he's such a good actor and he was so amazing. The station agent, after I saw it, it felt like – I mean I don't like to say the M word. I mean it, I never liked it because I've always worked with uh, – uh, Little people? Little people, but some of them go, please don't call me a little person. Mm-hmm. Call me a dwarf. And I said, well, that sounds really? not – that doesn't sound right. Yeah. I said, how about clubfoot little bastard? He said, that's better <laughs> because he had a clubfoot, this particular gentleman. But I've, I've – uh, I don't know. People – it's like someone saying, here's that Jew comic, you know, yeah. Bob. You don't like that? I actually don't mind it. I actually insist on it. You know, mm-hmm. some people say, you know, his work from – I don't like that. I just like, here's that Jew comic. Because it kind of gets at everything that Especially you're Especially in the South. Out. I mean, <laughs> having been in Bonnaroo a couple weeks ago, that was that made me feel really good. There were a lot of Jewish people in the audience in a circus tent. I mean, what are the odds of that? Not high. It's weird how Jew sounds kind of pejorative. It, I mean, it is, it is not considered a hate term and yet – it There's, does it sound, sounds hateful often. And Jewy is is terrible. That yeah. That's but it n- sounds like Jewit. It sounds like that. So <laughs> right. Some comic must have said that because I I'm, I'm not derivative, but I only take in so much, and a lot of my friends are comedians, so I right. talk to. I've known uh, Adam Carolla a long time, and we're mutual friends with a lot of his friends. Which oh. I'm not bragging. I mean, you know, the Jimmy Kimmels of the world. Those uh, friends. I love Jimmy Kimmel and uh, and uh, Doctor Drew. I think he's great. He, he'll talk me out of uh, you know hurting myself one day. I like him very much, and uh, Jeff Ross is a, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Sarah I, I admire and look up to. Anybody that can do a really good Holocaust joke uh, to me can get me through the month. Do you have Holocaust jokes? Not really. I'm just trying to process it still because it just doesn't seem right. I know I'm going out on a joking limb about it, it or it the actual uh, Holocaust event. I think it. I know that some people don't agree with me on this, but yeah. I think it was wrong. 
I'm, I'm with you. I'm not. Thank I, you. I mean, a little conflicted, maybe. I but know. for the most part, I'm ready to say I'm not. Boy, the phone lines are lighting up. I know. <laughs> um, you know what, Bob Saget? Please. I have interviewed you before. Where it was on the we... phone. When? When you were doing Drowsy Chaperone. Holy crap. That was so much fun. Not that interview. I don't I remember the interview. I'm sure you don't. But Drazzy Chaperone. I'm sure I was nice, right? You were really nice. Well, because I was also playing that character, which was ambiguously gay and, and lost and a shut-in and agoraphobic. Oh, wait. That's me. The character. Man in Chair. Man in Chair. My mother. I, I got this uh, nice, lovely thing, this part. That Bob Martin is this guy that uh, wrote it and he started it and he won – the play won six Tonys when it – then they he's did Canadian. it on Broadway. He's Canadian. He's a, he's a really good friend of mine now. He he wanted me to do it, and then I was the last person that did it on Broadway because I closed it. And uh, well, they had a strike; they had a writer's strike. Uh-huh. I mean, the actor strike. I don't know what that stagehand strike. Just pick one. There was also a writer strike going on in LA. There was a lot of stuff going on. A lot actor, of striking. It was a striking kind of time. And uh, my mother said, "What part are you playing on Broadway?" And I said, "Man in chair." She said, "She said you couldn't get a part. You have like a." <laughs> You have a tiny part, but it, she didn't know it was like the stage manager in our town. It was like a big. I just yeah. lost more listeners. Our town, they don't no. know our town. They no, still they're make huge him... Thornton Wilder fans. <laughs> Boy, he did write some uh, fruity stuff. Now, I, <laughs> I mean, he's good. Uh, the importance of being earnest is that by him. I don't. I want to say no, but um, I'm not. I don't know if I'm right or not. I could Google right now, but then. I just proved how dumb I am. No, but you didn't. I did learn the lines in Drowsy Chaperone, and the producer was Bob Boyette, who produced full exec produced Full House. So, oh. basically, I was in a cardigan sweater again, playing mm. a, a ambiguously straight person. So, what did we talk about when we did the interview? Well, I have it here. I decided for research, I would um, just read something that I wrote. Please, and let's see. Uh, I think that like when you got here and I thanked you for being a nice person, not a dick, I feel like that happened here. And then I'm having a memory from the interview, which is not in what uh, – it ran in Time Out New York. This is not in here. But I have a memory. Tell me if this sounds like something you would have said. Something about like anything you can think of, like fucking a pigeon, someone has done. I have said that. I said that at Bonnaroo. There are okay. people that have done – I have a friend who I was actually talking to on the way here mm-hmm. uh, who says that no matter what you can envision, like someone having sex with a central vac or, or, or a pigeon, right. people have done it and um, and that's upsetting. And there was a thing that I had read about where a guy had sex with a picnic table and <laughs> it was in a public park and the, the umbrella was – this is a oh. joke. This is a joke. The umbrella was not in the hole and the guy claimed that it was just asking for it. <laughs> that's the joke part. But that's – but that – and then, and they, the guy did get arrested again for going back to the table. So that's that's not good. No. See, because then I was looking at your blog, which by the way, you have My not blog? blogged. You have a blog. I don't blog. Who the hell's blog did I read then on bobsaget.com? I don't – no, bobsaget.com. Oh, I don't blog. I have it. Bobsaget.com is my website. Yeah. It says right. blog on there. Oh, uh, it's not from 2009. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I, I, think I, I have a couple of Huffington Post articles I've written, but pretty much I don't blog and I didn't know I could. I just – I'm writing a book, so that's like – I'm. You know, 70,000 words. I don't have 500 right. to give away. Well, no, I totally get that. I, but on your, but, done, but people I'm who go like, to your website – well, there's a blog. You can click blog. And anyway, you're I writing about – I got to get about, rid of that. 
It was it, entertaining. It was? It was about Thanksgiving. Oh, that's a good one. That yeah. was my dad and how much he, he loved Thanksgiving. Right. It's and he was good. kind of fisting the turkey. Right. Well, so, yes. And I love the um, the description of that thing that hangs on the turkey, the like dangly. Yeah. What's what that called? What is that? I don't know. It's, it's like called a, a something. It's not Gula. a gizzard. It's not a cock, which is what people think it is. It's called a like a nunchuck or something. I wish we had a caller. It's called a canard or something. It's called a – No, a canard – I believe is a castrated duck or something. Oh, those are cool. <laughs> um, no, no, canard is the French word for duck. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. I it could is. be wrong. Canard is a really annoying drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but there's there's a word for the thing that, and I know it. That I've dangly read, thing. Yeah, it's like millet or something like. That. I don't know what it is. Gary, oh. what's the dangly thing on a turkey? I'm not sure. I'm looking. Oh, maybe it is millet. Anyway, though, it might I be feel, a millet. <clears throat> you're talking about sort of. Sexual acts with a turkey. Well, my dad was in the meat business, and so he was uh, all in, as you say. I mean, he would—he was a butcher when he started. He killed forty people, and then he, <laughs> uh, and then he, uh, but he knew a lot about meat. We would argue with people in restaurants, the chefs. He would be mad at because that's not an end cut. And then he walked into the kitchen and told them things. But he really spent time cleaning the turkey out. It was kind of gross. It was like surgery. It was like being a. A mortician. Yeah. He treated a turkey like it was his great-grandfather and he was doing it. A turkey autopsy. I drove the forest, through Forest Lawn and the zoo to get here because traffic was so bad. I bypassed the five and I went through the cemetery for a little. Uplifting, right? Well, I've got – my dad's in there in oh. that actual one and my one of my sisters. It's really cool. So I, I uh, did what I always do there. I gave them some food. And this, we had little funnels put into the grave. So even though they're gone, what? I still give them brisket. I blend it. <laughs> I blend it in the Vitamix, and I give them uh, brisket and potatoes and peas. And I, That's nice. I actually, what I did was I, not unlike Adam Carolla would, I got a, I got about a five-inch drill bit, and I drilled through the ground into the coffin. And I know <laughs> when I hit the wood, mm-hmm. and then I uh, had a big like a beer bong tube. And then I took all their favorite food, both of them. I did it twice. Yeah. I put the the the, the brisket and the they liked the carrots peas. and the peas and yeah and the and gravy and potatoes and I I funnel it in there, and then I put a, oh, a cork. I go, it's a wooden cork and I leave uh-huh. it in there. And I go back every Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I fill their their coffin with, with <laughs> Thanksgiving uh, Vitamix blended uh, Thanksgiving dinner. That's a horrible thing to say, and if anybody's lost anybody, that's a terrible. Maybe it'll give them a chance to uh, smile and laugh about it. That's the idea of it, or, or, or laugh at the sadness of right. that, because that, that's how I deal with pain. Is I'll come up with, I, I cry, I get upset, I reflect, but that gets really you can really stay blue. So, mm-hmm. or you can not think about it and then put it compartmentalized somewhere, or you can joke about it, which is what I do in a way that makes my life a little more beautiful. Have you and the rest of ours too? Oh, Have that's, you? That's <laughs> uh, have you gone through phases where the loss was so intense that you lost your sense of humor? Yes. Uh, I, I lost two sisters. One of them died at 34 of a brain aneurysm. Wow. And I was very close with her. And uh, at her funeral, I remember having to speak and I couldn't function. I was in severe shock. I actually was – I'm writing about this in my book, which is uh, – I because it's about obviously mm-hmm. death and comedy. I did two shows – in Detroit in a club the night that she died. I knew she had died and my mother and father said, go do the shows. I said, I can't. 
I, but I couldn't get back to Philly from Detroit, so I did the shows. And I was just in shock. I don't know why I did the shows. It was just a bad, bad thing. But the ice machine made a giant thud while I was on stage, and I said, there's my sister. And the audience didn't know that anything bad had happened, and they just stared at me. It was very – it was a in shock, sad, yeah. sad, sad thing. The, my other sister um, – had a fantastic uh, celebration of her life, and uh, a lot of people spoke, and her pain finally ended because she had scleroderma, which is a disease that uh, hardening of the skin. And I'm on the board of the Scleroderma Research Foundation still, and we raised since I've been part of it. I guess the the total of the founder, who's also was a dear friend, uh, they've raised thirty million dollars up till now. But I think I'm I'm part responsible, or I've been around for about 25 million of that mm-hmm. raising. And we do benefits with all of our comedian friends. Adam Carolla's done it. Um, Jimmy Kimmel just did it. Uh, Jeff Ross, Sarah Silverman, and everybody's been, all my friends that are Craig Ferguson just did it. Is it an autoimmune disorder? It's sometimes autoimmune and it's sometimes vascular. So it goes in through your, your blood system. It just, it, it morphs into different things. Some people get it as a lupusy thing. It, it you know, it's uh, Raynaud's arthritis. It can be in your fingertips, and you can just kind of have problems with it your whole life. Or and then it, it takes out your esophagus, which is where you start to really have problems. Yeah. But uh, it's nothing like this ball-infested water. That was that that doesn't take the onus off of the past three minutes. <laughs> it's nothing. It means hard skin, uh, scleroderma, mm-hmm. which is also a very good thing. Uh, derma uh, stuff. Derma is kishka. Which is hard skin. It's a Jewish food, which is – have you ever had it? I don't think I have. Kishka is potato stuffing uh, inside the lining of a cow's stomach. They take tripe and they stuff it with potato stuffing and chicken fat and they give it to people. And this is actually good? Are you, do, you, do you come from Jewish people? I do, but so I but I don't – I, I suppose at some point someone ate stomach lining. Actually, you had my dad will – he likes sweetbreads, which is pancreas. And I think he's I a sweetbreads. Sweetbreads were glands. Oh, They're fine. not brains. I thought they were brains for a long time. Then I heard they were glands, like lymph nodes. Fine. Maybe whatever sweetbreads are some in kind a of human sick being. Meat. Well, the problem with with sweetbreads is you don't really want to eat organ meats that in a human usually get cancer. It's right. like what what are you eating? The the pancreas. But wait, but pancreases yeah. don't do well with cancer. Right. So I would eat. I mean. Like what? Yeah, what? You don't what really the- hear of heart cancer. You hear of heart attacks. Mm-hmm. So the heart would probably be the safest thing to eat because yeah. it doesn't have cancer. I mean, the human heart. Right. But yeah. If you yeah. had to eat oh, a part yeah. of a body, if you had no choice, you were in the mountains. Okay. It was like the Andes. It was the that Don- horrible right. plane crash. Yeah. You got to cook something on a body, but you know that the person was sick. But yeah. you got to eat them. <laughs> Good. No, no. Keep going. You'd I would go die. for the heart. I don't think I'd eat a person. Really? I don't think – I think I would die. I <laughs> you say I would, really as if I can't believe you wouldn't eat a person. Would, I, don't, but, no, but I don't think I would either. In that movie Alive, they ate people and they show them eating fingers and stuff. It's like they're Slim Jims and stuff. I can't – I just would rather die than eat a person. Yeah. I would – I think I would die before eating certain animals. And no, I'm, I, I would, don't – I'd eat an animal quickly. Even if it was something gross? Well, there's no really gross animal. I bet there is. Well, if it has rabies or something, but what? I mean, I wouldn't eat a squirrel in my yard. You can't. They're yeah. they're kind of weird. I don't want to eat something real neurotic. You know, I'm afraid that part of their soul will get into me, and I'll get the heebie-jeebies from it. Mm-hmm. You know, because squirrels are just maniacs. They're so nervous about everything. Oh, would you eat a hummingbird? 
They yeah. Are, they're, it, they don't live that long. I bet there's nothing on them. I bet you, you cook a hummingbird. Right. For, first thing, you can't catch it. Yeah. And we, Well, the hummingbird feeder, I had that for a while. Um, I had a couple of them. I was uh, in a relationship where uh, she really wanted hummingbird feeders, and we had them all over. No hummingbirds came there. So you really have to wait for them and then have a net and then get them and then gas them, I guess. You put them yeah. – make it as quick, as painless as possible. Right. Just like but, lobster. Exactly. I had a friend over uh, last Christmas. Little bands on their wings. They scream. I don't like someone that screams unless it's I'm dating it. <laughs> but I had a friend that gave me a, a had a thing for my birthday this mm-hmm. past May and sent it to my house and it was and and it was brought to the house by this gentleman and the guy said, "Open it right away," and it I shook it and I thought it was like going to be like a monster or something. I thought yeah. it was like something under, you know, under your bed, some beast or a live lobster is kind of what I thought it was. And I opened it up and it was steaks. He'd sent me fresh steaks. Well, that's nice. It was kind of a nice gift. But I thought it was going to be like a live lobster and I got really upset and I opened it very guardingly because I was afraid, you know, lobsters when if it's alive, I don't want to hear the scream. Yeah. That's um yeah, yeah, yeah. What made you think that he was sending you something that you were going to have to kill yourself, though? Uh, I just thought it, he could finally stop having to talk to me. He's one of my best friends. <laughs> oh. And I exhaust him. So you I think thought, you were looking for, he was looking for a way out? Yeah. He would be like, oh, thank God he's out of there. Are you an exhausting friend? It can be. It depends on what mode I'm in. Or I, I'm a very, very good friend. I would do anything for anybody. But you're my new best friend, it says right here on these I, stickers. That's right. That's a really good thing to go by. That's a great byline. Thank you. That means you're talking to people, or I'm over talking on your show. I should, no, 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 well, no. There's no such thing as for the uh, the guest cannot over talk on my show. Well, that's very nice. That's Please. what a good friend does is they listen. But your friends are obviously people that listen to this think of you as their friend. They do, and then they're like, "How can you still be my new friend?" And then I oh. say, "Well, you're being a little too literal here, Amelia Bedelia." Well, maybe next year you need to take out the new. And just go Alice your best friend. is your best friend. Oh, just I kind of like that. It's like the new adventures of Christine. That right now is in syndication. So it's just the adventures of Christine. They're not new. Right. I mean, it's, in, it's in another cycle. It's off of its first run. So I don't know. It's a very good, good thing. You got a duck and glasses and a rubber pencil. Yeah. There's a lot going on in there. It's cute. It's very mod. It's very uh, hipster. It has a feeling of of gem and um, holograms. It this looks like a, it looks like a hologram and it looks like Rainbow Bright or something. Or it's, it's kind a little, of like a kids' morning TV show. It looks good in terms of logo. It well, looks like it has that. You. you know what your theme song could be is "There She Goes, There She Goes Again." Yeah, what is that? It's a good song. They overplay it and put it in a movie. Different people sang it, covered it. You know, I feel like I've seen. Is it used in commercials though? Because I feel like I can might imagine be. Might be. kids a, like um, combing ponytails with that plan. That's upsetting, isn't it? Combing ponytails. Yeah, it's it just are they are they cut off of the head. Yeah, <laughs> just they're amputated ponytails. Oh no, it's not I like don't, Hannibal Lecter. I don't mean ponytails on a human head. A kid I mean, is like combing a, a dog's. I mean, a, 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 a horse's tail. Yeah, but not a real one. But so that they don't put like a, a kid. plastic pony, like my pretty pony. Oh, 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 perhaps oh, my little pony. Whatever. My pretty pony is that something? Probably not. I don't have daughters. Is it? So I don't know. I got three of them, and they're pretty awesome. And I would make more, but I don't know. I'm, I haven't. Uh, haven't stopped off. I don't think I'm, I'm. I don't think vasectomies are very fun to get. 
No, but I don't think they're so bad. You know people that have had one? I know the wives of people that have had them. That's interesting. Yeah. So do you guys all sit around and talk about it? Oh, no. It's not like some club or something. It's not. I'm just saying I know I know that my friend's husband had one and it it wasn't that bad. Well, isn't that bad because she didn't really care anymore about any, right. about his unit? Yeah. Where it, are you considering having one? On my penis. Well, that's that would make the most sense. But I don't think I don't think I'm going to get one because I just don't know. I'm still relatively young. I'm 78, <laughs> and I go out and I see Bob Evans is still spry and running around. Yeah. you know, and I see these people. Well, I mean, if you, if you if you think you might want more kids, why would you even consider it? Well, I'm, I think I don't know. I don't. I don't. But I don't know. That's a good question. I just brought it up just because. Because it's fun. It seemed it. I just. I don't think anybody should be purposely snipped down there. But you also don't want to have kids if you don't think you should have kids anymore. Right. It's an interesting subject. I don't think it's good for this show, but we can talk about anything. Hmm. What what got what what got you into this in the first place? How did you start on this? You started with Adam. Um. I was living in New York and I had a show called Alice and Rosen is Your New Best Friend, which I did on Ustream, which is streaming internet. Um, and it was like a talk show that I did out of my living room uh, for three hours every Sunday. And I had different segments, some of which I do on this show. And you had friends come over? Yes. And, and so it was so, like your own kind of Pee Wee's Playhouse in a way, but yeah, you were at home. Yeah. Like that cross with iCarly or something. Except that I didn't. Right. That makes it sound like I made it in the image of iCarly, which I very much did not. People started saying you're like a real-life iCarly, and then I went and looked to see what that meant. Right. Um, Do you miss New York? Yes. Yeah. Did you live there? I did, just for a short time while I did this show on CBS before I did this show called Full House. And the, and I and I loved living in New York. I go there a lot. I'm actually there right now. Right. Because tomorrow's the 16th. Mm-hmm. Yes. And actually uh, – go ahead. Sorry. I'm just going to – We'll actually be there this weekend. You're, you're going, we will? Yeah. You're there. Are we, oh, my God. We're all there at the same time. You are? Seriously? Thursday, Friday, yeah, and Saturday. Yeah, we're at Caroline's. Caroline's. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. I'm on uh, Fallon the 18th. That's which the is first two day nights. we get there. That's Thursday. And then Friday, I'm at the Borgata in Atlantic City. And then Saturday, I'm doing a show at the Bowery Ballroom on Saturday night. And then I'm doing a second show at the Music Hall of Williamsburg oh, in yeah. Brooklyn. I'm doing both of those hipster. I just want to look my audience. I want them you're all to look hip. like the Verizon guy. I just want the whole audience... <laughs> I want it to look like a you know a lens crafters convention. I think they think it will. Yeah, so I'm I'm busy this week, and actually uh, tomorrow night. No, no, this is this is the fifteenth of July. That's what this is. Yeah. So tomorrow, um, yeah, that's when my DVD and CD break. Yeah. They're in Blockbuster too, but I can't even find a Blockbuster anymore. But they said they know those exist. They do. They do in the world. And then I'm at the. I'm doing some cool gig in Morristown, New Jersey on the 17th, some good theater. How far is Morristown, New Jersey from our city? I don't know. I feel like it's not that far away. Well, it's all on my website. I probably I probably talk too much of promotion, but that's what you part do. No, that's why you're here. It got me to drive all the way to somewhere I can't drive to because I'm in New York right now. Where do you live roughly? That's very rough. I'm not far from. Do you a, live far a, from a where the studio is? Let me, let, me, let me ask this. This is the question. Was it a long drive for you to get to Glendale? It was 90 minutes to get here. Oh my god! That's what I said in this interview when I interviewed you when you were doing Drazzy Chaperone. You were being driven around by some kind of limo or something. Yeah, I said 
your publicist said you're driving right now. Are you driving yourself? You said, no, I'm in the back of a limo. I'm being treated well. I'm not suffering at the moment. I don't really talk like that. I said, limo? <laughs> I'm in the back of a limo. <laughs> I never have spoken that way. I would never say limo. You did, though. You know, maybe I was in Atlantic City or something. Where was I? Did I say where I was going? Because I don't get in limos. I get If I get driven somewhere, it would just be like a town car or I know. Let me see. Maybe it was. I like Le Cars. I like when my driver's driving a Le Car. So that you know what you're in. Or a Gremlin. I get like a brown Gremlin. I have, uh, you know, a beater. That's what I like to be driven in. Mm -hmm. And I like to ride in the back because it's also got a hatchback. And the the Gremlin itself looks like a Gremlin. It looks like an evil person's car. It's true. Yeah. I, I don't make them anymore. I feel like maybe you were... On your way to Atlantic City or back from it, but I can't. I might have been doing a date there. That might have been the case because I know I did a couple gigs while I was rehearsing. Was I? No, on his way to Maryland to perform a final stand-up show before the Drowsy Run. Got it. And that was with Jamie Kennedy. He was in the car with. Oh, he didn't pipe up at all. No. And and then here's something else. I I have a comedian friend in the car with me. Somebody really smart. I can't remember. And we did a show for five thousand people. At the university, and then the next night I opened on Broadway. Wow. And it was a really amazing experience. That Drowsy Chaperone, have you seen that play? Twice. I love it. It's maybe one of the best plays ever made. Book of Mormon's up there to me, one of the best things I've ever seen. I really loved it. And same director, Casey Nicolau, directed Book of Mormon and The Drowsy Chaperone. I haven't seen Book of Mormon. I really want to. Oh, it's fantastic. Gary, have you seen it? Book of Mormon? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't it amazing? It's so good. Yeah. They right. would talk about putting your wiener in a central vacuum oh, yeah, in the yeah, wall yeah, yeah. if it was appropriate for the for I, I love work. plays. That's the, that's the funniest one I've ever seen. It's one of the best it's, things it's ever done. really crazy. Yeah. Crazy Matt and Trey are just ridiculous. Is it playing anywhere now? I guess I can probably use the it's internet It's not here, but it's out. in New York. If you guys are in New York, Maybe you Maybe I'll try to go that. when I'm in New York. I heard it's coming back here, too. Okay. I it's not going to see it at least one more time. It definitely it's it, everybody that can afford it should see it, and if they can't, they should just get in somehow. I mean, right. it is expensive to see a play. That's yeah. one of the things, but it's but that uh, one's worth it. It's one of the best because uh, it's you should definitely do it. And it, it is go- true gallows humor, I mean, and it, and it's so funny and so sad. The theme of it is so sad because the world is so. Uh, what is of, the theme of it? Well, that the, the world is a very messed up place, and our values are not human, and we don't really care if, if people live or die. And we'd rather them have our values. Do you think that's true? Well, yeah. I mean, we do. But you can look at the glasses half full. The, my glass right now is half empty. That's what the the glass that started this whole thing uh-huh. that, that had I thought Gary put his balls in he did not I don't think he did because I've been drinking it is now half empty so uh, but I am a believer that the the glass on humankind is half full I I wake up oddly optimistic in the morning mm-hmm. and it takes the rest of the day unless I'm exhausted from travel or something and then it takes the rest of the day to finally beat me down <laughs> into submission by watching the news or talking to people that are going through hardship or. That's interesting. I uh, I wake up not in a good mood, and then it sort of lifts throughout the day. And I don't know what that's about. I, I wish do you think I was a male like you. female thing, or is that a terrible thing to say? Do, do most of the women you've been with wake up in a bitchy mood? Well, because they're bitchy, with me, though, yes. <laughs> but I do notice that a lot of uh, my daughters and a lot of people I've known over the years do wake up a little groggy. Um, my last relationship, she woke up really well and, and positive, which is a very nice trait yeah. when someone has that. And some people need coffee in the morning or just need to right. go work out or do something. But that's if you're lucky and don't have a, 
a rough life. If your choice in the morning is am I going to be in a bad mood or have coffee and work out, you've got some good life choices. Yeah, that's true. I uh, Yeah, it sucks to wake up next to someone who's in a bad mood. Yeah. So now I feel bad for people who have woken so up if I'm if I'm real tired, I can be in a bad mood. I can mm-hmm. be pretty moody. But in general, it's like I love a hit and reset. I love a new day is a, is a reset. And I, I, that's what I've learned a lot from people that I – like if a show goes bad, I don't – shows don't go bad for me too much anymore mm-hmm. knock on things if you believe in that. I, I'm writing about being on Johnny Carson's show a lot because I was on it. Uh, 13 times my premise is you know if you're a comic you know exactly how many appearances you've made <laughs> on anything you have an abacus uh-huh. in your head and one night um, I I was sitting next to Johnny and the, that Johnny Carson if people don't know he was like the <laughs> he was popular he was kind of like the the David Letterman of our time or, or Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel or whatever people yeah. uh, love and he uh, uh, one night apologized to me for the audience who was oh, really really sorry they, they suck <laughs> And I said, no, they were they were really good because I didn't think it was bad. I was excited to be sitting next to Johnny on the yeah. Tonight Show. And he said I, – I said, well, how do you – then I asked him, how do you do this? And this wasn't on the air obviously. How do you get through the next how – you, how do you do it every night? He goes, there's always the next night, which is kind of a Yoda-like uh, saying, which right. is true. You look at it as a grand grid and that's, that's helpful. So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of <laughs> – I try to look at life that way. It's – well, this was this day was a big pile of shit came at me. So you know when you get calls from people or something bad happens or right. people get sick. So it's always good to and if you can come up with a good uh, penis joke, you know I think you know balls. I got a lot off of balls in the water here. Carrie, are you cutting like another show right now? Absolutely. Are you doing something? Are you emailing? I'm looking people? for Morristown. Actually, you're looking for Morristown, New yeah. Jersey. Still? Oh, just go on my website. It'll tell you where it is. All right. Yeah. No, do it. That's just aggressive. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what's he waiting for? I know. Come on, get on it, Gary. You don't have to. It's on there. It's just whatever it is. It's a nice place. I don't know what it is. It just said Marstown. Um, when? How old were you the first time that Seven. you? Seven. A man just walked in. He was a postman. I didn't know. I was home alone. Mm-hmm. He said, "I have a package for you," and he took me out to the backyard. Um, what was your question? The first time that you experienced loss. Oh, our pain, uh, like the kind of pain we've been talking about. Um, I didn't understand it, but I guess I was about seven because that's what that's what again what my book's about. Because my father's brothers all died at like thirty-seven, forty, forty-two How? Heart, heart attacks. Wow! And you would eat a heart? Yeah, because that's it's not going to have cancer. It's true. Um, but but so we would every couple of years we'd be at a funeral. We'd all travel to Philadelphia from Virginia, and we'd learn, you know, how to deal with it. My dad got really good at it at, at grief and uh would always make sick humor i had a, a no one's going to know this reference at all I had try a, us i had a cousin tootsie and she had polio <laughs> yeah right now you can laugh south park's made a career off of this and it's worse what happens here and she lived in washington dc and i used to love and visit her and her husband was jules jules and tootsie I mean, where do you get these names you can't I write know. them uh-uh. you can write them and uh Tootsie, uh, they buried Tootsie. And I was at the funeral with my sister. And uh, as they're lowering her into the ground, there's a very famous Al Jolson song, which no one's going to know. But the song was Toot Toot Tootsie, goodbye. And I was singing. (laughs) 
as they lowered Tootsie into the ground. And I love Tootsie. Yeah. And my sister and I were laughing just like in school when someone uh-huh. says, if you say one more word and that's when you – Right. And my dad just looked over and he didn't scold me and said – instead the side of his mouth went up in a Cheshire cat fashion uh-huh. like, oh, that's my son. You know, Because <laughs> there's not that many ways to deal with that stuff. Right. So I think it's good to be able to – well, so the best thing is to have – enjoy being healthy and all that stuff and not not hurt anybody. What? That's bad. That, I agree and with people that. shouldn't do drugs unless they buy them from me because I get, really get a better grade <laughs> right. of drugs. I smelled like – everybody smelled like – I think I got high at Bonnaroo just from being on stage. I was inside a bong. Mm-hmm. I told the audience it smells like pot and balls in here and it did because they've been four days of just walking around and hosing each other off with hoses and weird stuff. Um. This podcast See, doesn't you, ever end, does it? Does it ever have to end? I just can't. I can't just tell goes. whether to process if you're saying you're you're getting antsy. No, I'm not antsy at all. Oh, okay. I'm saying I'm having fun. Oh, good. Then no, it never has to end. Right. Except sure. in a little while it does because Adam the, will get. What's here, the but. longest uh, podcast you've ever done? I feel like we've done like an hour forty, maybe. I think we've gone longer than that. Really? I think we did an hour fifty-five once. With who? I don't remember. Morristown. We had. We had I don't remember, but after we put Mars the topper on it, we had a two-hour and five-minute episode, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I did an hour and 40 with my friend Chris Hardwick, Nerdist, uh, not long ago. I'm better than he is, right? That's long for you're your fantastic. show, You're fantastic. No, you I are. I mean, I'm kidding, but well, he and you. I, You're really great. He and I had a closest that we hadn't had in years. We hadn't really talked, so we spent an hour and 40 minutes talking to each other after 10 years. Oh, okay. And, and of course, it was a podcast you know, <laughs> rather than just hanging out and having lunch. Oh, I, th- I honestly believe that part of the reason people have podcasts, like all these women that you want to date one that doesn't have one, is because it gives you a chance to actually connect with people. Yeah. I feel like people are pretty broken well, and we, we know up each anyway. other now. Yeah. So now – and these, and people listening want a connection like you're saying, which is why everybody watched Oprah every day. Yeah. And there was not a podcast life going on while Oprah was running. Right. It is uh, coincidental that Oprah goes off the air and podcasts become very popular, isn't it? It is. It's a very close correlation. I know. What is that about? So here's my question. Um, Having experienced uh, all that loss, did that make it hard for you to get close to people? Because I would imagine it would leave you feeling like people are just going to start disappearing out of my life. Yeah, I do have some issues with that. But I also think that you have to give respect to a relationship and not be paranoid about it. I don't have a lot of tolerance if people are not nice to me mm-hmm. because life's too short for that anyway. So that when you have death, I think it does set your priorities a little straight. And so, yeah, I guess I, everybody has abandonment issues, everybody, even the people – I mean, it's if true. you're the person that abandons people, then you have abandonment right. issues. Right. Yours just so kick off sooner. You're just the one that you, – you don't want to be – you want to be in control or keep your ego so you leave. Yeah. But that's – you know, it's all – it doesn't matter. It's all painful for people. So, yeah, I don't like – I don't trust someone once they burn me, which is uh, – it's not as much hurt as it is sense memory. It mm-hmm. used to be all hurt, but I'm so old now that I <laughs> I don't like, I mean, you hurt my feelings, you know. Says, what kind of hurt are we talking about? Like well, saying something mean or? Uh, yeah, or, or doing something that really hurts your soul. Someone knows you. And that's mm-hmm. why, see, your new best friend would not say something that hurts someone. It wouldn't that's be. That's the point, the goal, yeah. Right. 
and there are people that do that kind of yes there are people that do the kind of interview that that try to do things and they'll ask you a question about hey you were in this show hey is it true that you blank 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 you know there's something terrible and i've been asked all kinds of stuff like that so i try to Stay away from anything negative in general. But people Wait, do feed on, on negativity, obviously. Those kind of interviews that you're talking about, those interviewers, are you talking about like shock jock type stuff or yeah. like a print journalist? Uh, it comes out of any any of it. it you know, it, And I've been doing this for like, I don't know, 35 years or something where people gave a crap to at least ask me a question. And over the past few years, I'm used to kind of anything and I don't know the person. So you don't know if they're going to – try to spin it into something negative and then you look at the headline and and it's it's sometimes it's the most positive and then sometimes it's just so unbelievably negative which i wouldn't want to feed what kind of questions those are yeah (laughs) they say and we're in a very tmz kind of yeah world i think that's why people like podcasts is because it's long form and i my contention is that podcasts are like the new books in that you can listen to an idea unfold slowly and it's not this like the same pace that TV or radio or or even like a website aggregator where you're just buzzing through headlines like that. It's live time and you get to actually have – your it's a discourse because we know we're being heard by people so we're communicating with them. You're, it's a nice right. thing to do. I've thought about doing a podcast, but I realized I, I, I just don't have time and I yeah. have to wear a catheter or something. You could do that. I could do it on a toilet. Yeah, that was interesting. That, that could was be a, your gimmick. That would be great. And then the whole thing. What a, Potty talk or, or a good that's title. so good. <laughs> no, Potty it's not. talk. Potty pod. I just Potty like. Pod. Oh, oh. Ooh. Yeah. Potty podcast. Potty yeah. pod. And yeah. I would just go to the bathroom during it. That wouldn't Both. upset anybody. Well, see, it's funny you say that. And this I could send because... out little scratch and sniff panels to people so they could actually know what I'm doing. Like if I'd eaten like Knockwurst the night before, they yeah. could go Knockwurst uh, elimination. And then they'd oh, scratch Oh, like that. bingo? Yeah. You'd It'd pick be fun. It. Yep. Super fun. It's funny you say this because in this, the interview that I did with you years ago, I asked you if, if there's anything humor-wise that's over the line. I think we're talking about aristocrats maybe. Right. And you said, I don't like stuff about – See, now I'm doing it in your voice, my voice. Oh, go ahead. I don't like stuff about throw up, and I don't want to do anything that's cruel. I don't like cruelty, and I don't like poo. And then I said, wait, <laughs> you don't like poo, or you don't like throw up? And you said, I don't like either, really. I don't mind talking about it. Well, I won't talk about throw up, but I'll talk about poo. Oh, I guess I guess this is consistent then. Yeah, I've stayed the same. Uh, I, uh, talk about throw up makes me want to throw up. Yeah, you said that you'll say yak, but then you change the subject. Yak's okay, or hurl, yeah. but I, then I'm done. Right. It's I haven't changed. I've steadfast on that. Yeah. But I don't, and I don't think combining throw up and poo is a good idea. I don't believe that one should create the other. <laughs> How would it even? If I mean, you ate, something's wrong. If no, that's I'm happening. saying if you ate poo, you'd probably throw up. Oh yeah. That's all I was trying to get at okay. without having to say that. Because I was thinking if you now ate, I if feel you ate, sick. If you ate throw up, you'd eventually poop it out. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, you'd you'd throw if up you again? ate throw up, you'd throw up. If you ate poo, you'd throw up. Nothing stays down that's just disgusting like that. Yeah. I don't think. Unless there's people out there and there might be. You know, you don't know. There probably are. Ugh. If there's out there, there's some pood casters that would actually <laughs> – I mean what if you're doing the lawn and you're just mowing the lawn and you come upon stuff on the ground? Okay. When I was I'm a little you? kid – well, I don't – I'll just share a story with you. When I was a little kid, uh, I wasn't that little. My nephew was littler. Um, and he was a baby crawling around, and uh, 
little piece of poo came out of his diaper, and my <laughs> sister saw it uh. and thought literally that it was a candy. Thought oh, it was a, a milk dud and went to pick it up. Oh. And I remember screaming to stop her from doing it, and mm. I did. Oh, good. Because she a thought hero. it was something, and it, it came out of his little diaper. That you just don't do that. I don't, don't think you just don't do ha- what eat a little piece of poo that comes out of a diaper. I don't think so. I mean, it's, I don't want to tell people what to do and stuff, but I think that someone needs to tell some people. I think we're at the point I in this world. I think that's why it smells. Yeah. Because otherwise we'd eat it. Well, some people eat. By the way, sometimes you'll order something in a gamey restaurant, a good restaurant, one that serves, you know, maybe some kind of mallard or whatever duck we were talking canard. about. Canard. Canard. <laughs> or has, you know. I think it's some, a tall tale. If, or, or a rabbit. Or someone that's cooked or gamey, and it can smell pooish. It can have that kind of yeah. smoky. Get I mean. this. This morning I made coffee, and I thought, why does it smell like dog poo in here? Because I have a puppy, but it wasn't. It was the coffee. You didn't accidentally put the dog's poo in where the beans would go. <laughs> I don't think so, because it was a, a K cup. Oh, you know, so I would have had to really been working through the night to get it in there. Is there any chance your puppy jumped up on the counter and <laughs> pooed in where the beans go? I don't think so. Is it a bean coffee maker? Does it have do you do you have to crush the coffee to put it in? No, it? no. It's one of those um it has little cups that it's just individual. So you I, I have nothing to do with the beans. Oh, so there's no way the dog's no. poo could have gotten there's it. There's no no, but I mean there's po- it po- it's possible that he could have had an accident somewhere else, but he didn't. I did I checked and everything. The worst is if that happens to you and then you look and you don't and you smell dog poo and you smell it and you I don't know the source of it and then you look in the mirror and you see it's all over your face. <laughs> right. And then you go, How so did burned that by get it. there? And then you're like, Why didn't anyone tell me? Right. And how, how long? Did I, and who did it? How did I do it? Yeah. Was I did I do it in my sleep? Right. And how did I go about that? That's really upsetting. That would make me throw up. Will the thought of something gross make you throw up? Yes. Really? I I like have literally? A, uh, yeah. Well, actually, I think the thing that's more – I think this can make people – kecklish is the word I looked up once and it believes it means having the desire to uh, throw up. It's like the opposite of peckish. Peckish is being, being hungry. a little hungry. Right. Well, they could go together if you're that kind of person. It's like, there must it's be like people somewhere on the peckish. web. Backwards peckish is, um, is kip, kipperish. I don't speak backward talk. Some people Kissep. do. All- I wish I wish I was one of them. Why do we want that though? I mean, I know. What are they accomplishing? You know, because it seems super intelligent. It's just to but be it's, able to do that with but words. But it's OCD. It's just Rain Man stuff. If you can talk backwards, I had a joke about it once. I had one joke. It's called okay. a palindrome, right? Yeah. So wow backwards is wow. It's an old joke, and K Rock once stole it and did it as their ad, and we had to actually call them like 25 years ago and go, "That's Bob's joke. Would you please stop doing it as your ad?" That's the, the nicest joke was- cease and desist I've ever. Heard. Well, I had no power at the time, yeah. and now, now I still don't. But they would say, "Okay, Bob's lawyer, or whatever." Mm-hmm. That's how they would say it. Oh, Bob's okay. lawyer! Bob's oh, lawyer called oh, again. Well, okay. Oh dear! Guess we'll but, have to steal another joke. <laughs> there's only three they can have anyway. <laughs> uh, wow, backwards is wow. Wow, upside down is mom, and mom upside down is dad's favorite thing. That was the joke, <laughs> and so that was a. Uh, it's a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> but I think wait cruel- they they. They, they took used that, that they as did their that ad? as a commercial at K Rock. Wow, backwards is wow. Wow, upside down is mom, and mom upside down is dad's favorite thing. Tune in tonight at, at Rock Rod, Rodney on the Rock. I don't know what they were. Doing. I like it when it's your joke. I don't like it when it's their ad. No, they, they took it off. But they yeah. would, at the time, someone just and and you know there was times when I was coming up and it exists still, but not as bad as it did 
when I was in the, I mean, literally the early 80s, I'd be in the improv and the comedy store. I was hosting the comedy store. And there were always TV writers in there. And then you would hear your jokes on a sitcom because yeah. they were just in there. And it kind of is, it's a lot less of that, I think. Except Why vernacular. do you think that is? I just think people are a little, with the web, people are just a little more, they'll call you Savvy, on it. Yeah. yeah. And they'll say, this is a stolen joke. And they'll ruin some comedian's career anyway if he's a stealer. Right. But you can't really, you know, go, hey, sitcom, top 10 sitcom on CBS. You're mm-hmm. doing jokes from that new guy's act that he just had 10 good minutes at the improv. Right. He'll get another 10. But then, it, but then that's it. Yeah, I don't think it exists like it used to. I don't, but people have common thought. I'm sure someone is right. Parallel thinking. I'm sure some stand-up somewhere has talked about, you know, eating poo or throw up. Both make you throw up. I mean, it's not. There's no genius involved. I'm just riffing with nothing. You're being so humble. Oh, uh, thanks. I mentioned Queef an hour ago. I know. That was a good moment. It does exist. Oh yeah, it does. I long for it. But I don't know if it's <laughs> – I would like, never combine it with Spike. No, don't combine uh, Spike and Queef. That's a, a vaudeville team I used to work with, Spike and Queef. <laughs> the thing with a Queef – all my stories begin that way. I would rather hear that than snoring. I, just, I, like, I like not being alone. My fiancé Queefs. Now, that's an interesting question. Uh, fiancé is an interesting word. Is there – an English word for it. Why did we only go with a French word for yeah, it? Yeah, that's such a good question. I don't know because I don't like to say it. Betrothed is uh, another one or intended and those don't sound right. No. They sound no. really highfalutin. Disengagement sounds good to me right now. <laughs> but I I understand it. It's a nice word, fiancé, but it well, it is not an English – For uh, a while I was I was just saying – for a while, I referred to – when he was my boyfriend, I would refer to him as my friend. And then when he was my fiancé, I would refer to him as my boyfriend. And now I'm just just going with fiancé. Why don't you just say he's my newest best friend ever? <laughs> he's the best of the very best of friends. Anyway, he snores. And you're right. Whoa. It's tough. Well, there's stuff you can do to him. You could put a spike in his, his queefing spot. No, you could um, – Men can't. They have Can a thing they? you can Queef? put. My mom's made my dad get surgery to try to stop it. Like Did it work? Four fucking times. Well, see, that's the thing is that I've heard it doesn't really work. No. You yeah. have to keep There's doing a it. thing you can put oh. over your nose, I believe. There's a metal breathe, thing. The breathe right strips? Yeah. Because he uses those and that doesn't stop the snoring. But he um, does breathe well. I don't know what to tell you. The doctors might know. I don't know. I think his snoring is snoring. It, it has to be the way he's – you get him the uh, that Tempur-Pedic pillow, which is the worst thing that ever existed ever. Why? It's like laying on something you'd put in your flower bed. It's just like foam core bullshit. OK. That's a ringing endorsement for that. Thanks. Oh, wait. But I did I, – oh, I did say the brand name. I had no, it. No, no, no. I, I don't mean ringing endorsement like, oh, there goes the temper. They make money. beds I just out mean... of it. They make beds out of that whole thing where you lay on it and you're supposed to mold into I know. the bed. It's kind of like this stuff right yeah. here on, this, uh, on the console that like Adam probably s- bought. This is tubing. Petty. This is uh, car tubing of some kind. This would go probably. on a manifold. Oh, I bet. Yeah, he's all for putting cars. Like he got body paint on his refrigerator. A he car. Was- He's Everything a brilliant. About he could gut a window. I remember doing his radio show a few times in L.A. and which is where he did it. And uh, he was uh, he went through gutting a window frame and how you got to get rid of termites because I had a termite problem and he was talking to me about it. And he could literally it takes a while to do it right, but he could gut your window right out. Did did you end up doing that? I had people do it for me. 
I'm not a guy that could do it. Yeah. Mine's a house that's like uh, cementy and plastery. Mm-hmm. You can't really just if I chip into it, I'll right. take the whole thing down. But uh, I had termites, which is uh, it's really disturbing. It is it's harder than anything else that exists on the earth. How did you discover it's worse you have than that? Death. Did you fi- right? Did you find that you had those tiny little dots of wood, which is termite poo? The wood comes. Yeah, I saw that. Those little pebbles. Yeah, little, they look like sesame seeds. Right. Yeah. For. Poppy had, seeds. They look like poppy I, yeah, seeds. Yeah, I thought, oh, okay. I don't understand where these poppy seeds are coming from, but that's that's weird. I'm okay with it till I realize it's not poppy seeds. It's termite poo. Right. Ugh. And then the other thing is the whole thing just comes off like balsa wood. I mean, it just it's nothing. Yeah. It's all like paper, and then you go, well, wait, I'm living in paper. Yeah. I can't have my protection from the weather. Paper and insects. Paper and poo. Ugh. That's the only thing I can cook. <laughs> Do you cook that on dates? Uh, I don't know what dates are. Yeah, okay, Bob. Should we talk about how you got into comedy? Because weren't you going to be a doctor at one point? Or should we talk about your love life? I would say doctor because that will eventually get me a love life. Okay. Yeah, I'm single again for a long time. And I don't want to talk about it because I had to put them all down. Um, I have no complaints about any uh, any relationship, recent or past, unless you have another hour. You have film. none? No no complaints? That's That right would be now, a first not, for this. Well, no, I'm not feeding on it. I'm actually writing oh. a chapter for my book uh, called Relationships I'd Rather Not Talk About. And it's it's a vague <laughs> It should just chapter. be a blank page. Well, it will be. It's a journal for them to put their own <laughs> name in there and say what it would be like yeah. to be with Bob. It's like posing with a, a at the mall with, right. a, with a cardboard cutout of a person you're not with. <laughs> Here I am with Tom Cruise. That could be anybody. Um, no, I, I guess – yeah, I'm a I'm a – work in progress when it comes to the relationship thing because they all say that anybody that knows about works and studies about relationships whether it be male female male male female female central vac squirrel mm. uh it's the ball other cup. Uh, ball cup ball water cup oh ball and water cup <laughs> it's like one one girl one cup <laughs> that no no that's all yeah. what am i why do i do that if it bothers me um but uh, I think it's like, you know, it's the reflection of that other that you want. And if you're lucky enough that like you have a fiancé, you're lucky enough to have that person. And I've, I've had it before. And, and I don't know. I'd, I'd like to be with somebody. I had a joke. Um, my uh, last girlfriend said, you're going to be with me the rest of your life. And I said, am I dying tonight? <laughs> so that's – I'm looking – it would be nice to have someone that you don't have to th- – it's nice to be taken off that grid and and if you want to be uh, with someone. Some people want to be alone. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying my alone time right now actually. What? I have a lot to do. I just am uh, – I'm just enjoying just being right now. Uh, what grid? You said if you want to be taken off that grid. Of that dating grid of that. Oh, habit, yeah. Being out there and I oh, want to meet somebody or you got somebody and you know here's – I've got a friend. It's like send me a JPEG. You know, terrible conversations. Yeah. Or you have salad with someone and then they go, do you want kids? They go, no, I just went at croutons. You know. <laughs> Gary, do you have somebody? Uh, no, no. Did you recently break up with somebody? No. That Wait. Wait, wait a minute. That was the most halting answer I've ever heard. Oh, is there someone uh, I, that I you started, don't want? To... I started seeing someone recently. It's it's new. So there's somebody new. Yeah. That's well, exciting. I hope it's last until uh, this airs July 17th. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> Me too, because uh, July 16th is by my DVD and CD come right. out. Right. Yeah. And maybe, um, maybe I show it to is you. it a woman? Yes, it is. Maybe she'll enjoy. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, which is on DVD and on CD. Uh, 
comes out tomorrow, July 16th. Yeah, I think she might have caught it when it was on Showtime. You know, but she probably back, wants to buy a she, copy. She's going to well. want a copy too. She, so I'll I know. To, I, I don't know her. Click through but, the Amazon link on AllisonRosen.com and get her right. one. That's right. You support get really? the show. Yeah. And support. Bob does she like a hard copy? You know what I'm asking. <laughs> or does she like a easy Bob? All right. She's easy. <laughs> no way to talk about her. You just met her. That's kind of, that is so much fun. The meeting somebody and falling for them and the dating and going out and sharing with them and then eventually you let people in and they find out who you are and you find out who they are and then, you know. It's so much fun <laughs> looking back on it. Right. I it think. is nice to look at your – Oftentimes <laughs> – Your pictures. Oftentimes it is fun at the time but I – also that beginning time, I don't know how it is for Gary, can be fraught with a lot of uncertainty and just – I don't know. Like I – I yeah, miss that exhilaration, a... but I don't miss all the hand wringing and the driving myself insane. Oh, you went neurotic over where? Yeah, I'm, what am always. I get, is this is this good? Is this not not the guy that I'm with now? But everyone before that, well, with the exception of one person, I, uh, yeah, I always the minute I started to like someone, it became this thing that I felt like I had to manage. I I did the same thing. I am guilty of that. But therapy helps and a bunch yeah. of friends that say, I won't talk to you anymore unless you stop this. I, I drove people fucking nuts. Yeah, it's not good. It's, it's not good to be a spinner in your mind. No. It's good to be a spinner if you're a little person and you're at my house. <laughs> That's terrible. Is that, is that your preference? No. Little, I've no? never – I'm not into uh, I, I, uh, spinning anyone. I've never done that. Yeah, Book it doesn't of exist. Book of Mormon has a bit in it. I don't want to – I'm not going to – don't say anymore? Then. No. Uh, can you spin someone? No, I don't think you can. I mean, I feel like it would be like a you lot. Could do, you could take someone little, probably, if you're a guy, and put them on you, or a woman with a, a, a cod piece attachment, and not cod piece, but a thing, you sure. know, uh, I don't yeah, know, yeah. paper towel, dowel, and you could like a like a lazy susan. What they a... do in those things, those magazines that don't exist here, with a strap on something with a thing that the Adam Carolla would know how to construct. Right. You could probably get a person and and uh, you know someone like a Cirque du Soleil, yeah, physically sure. astute person, and probably try to spin them. But it wouldn't be like fast. It would be like just kind of inching them around. Right. Right. Very okay. Slowly. Move. Yeah. Okay. Now. Okay. Now. Like that. And then the question would come up: Is why are we doing this? Because it wouldn't be sexual at that point. Well, if the people are doing it, because. They don't, they don't have rational thought. So the no. people doing it aren't going, hey, is this uncomfortable for you? They're not doing that. They're going, suffer, bitch. You know, they're doing mean things to each other. And right. I don't I don't want to know them. But they're probably listening. It has to be one or two people. I'm sure. That are in Velcro gimp suits right now. While they the listen. The mouth is zipped up and they got headphones on and they're just sitting listening because you're their best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It takes all kinds. Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes. On something I have thought or done Is it just me or everyone? Uh, but first I have a question. Were people mean to you in high school? Uh, yes and no. I was uh, either popular or not popular. How about yourself? Um, I was – I wanted desperately to be popular. You don't hear people admit to that that often, by the way. People, I wanted that too. Yeah. I really I really wanted to fit in the first couple of years. Then I um, became friends with someone in, who – this guy who – he I was a junior. He was a senior and um, I don't know. Somehow through my friendship with him, I think that I saw the way that he reacted to these 
like quote unquote popular people that I really wished I could be friends with. And he sort of made me just just watching him be like, oh, I can't stand. They're so, they are airheads. Like I can't stand being around them. Made me realize, yeah, you know what? I actually that's how I feel too. And then I just became okay with being who I was. But um, and you had a compadre in that, so it was yes. kind of like yeah, like, but. You weren't uh, a mean girl. You wanted you. Oh were, no! But you, no, were, I you was saw the, the mean girls. I was the fat girl. Oh yeah. It's not, probably not true, but you it, no, that. it's very true. All right. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, as a in elementary school, I was the fat kid. So no, I wasn't mean. I was uh, pretty heavy for a while. Were you? Yeah, You're I had, so had, skinny. I had a joke about. Well, I'm not really. I have issues with my. Uh, I used to say I have a. Um, I have a, a, a – I thought I had a 38 waist, but it was a 32. I've been getting my penis caught in my belt. <laughs> that was the, the joke. Gary's still looking up Morristown, New Jersey. But I – yeah, I um, I moved a lot. I had – my problems where I moved the middle of ninth grade to, from uh, Norfolk, Virginia to Encino, California. Oh. And then I moved in after 11th grade from Encino, California to F- Abington, Pennsylvania for my senior year of high school. So that sounds I didn't rough. have many friends. Did you like Encino? I did. I learned about materialism <laughs> and I I had a couple of the Jacksons at my – I went to Birmingham High. Uh-huh. So uh, Tito and Jermaine – uh, Jermaine was one year ahead of me and Tito was uh, behind me. And they lived in an apartment building that we lived in, my oh, parents wow. and I because my dad was transferred for the stores. It, I wasn't in a very popular kind of setting. Mm-hmm. I lived with my parents in an apartment in the valley. With which, the Jacksons, though. They they trashed the apartment above us. Wow. But they were high school kids living in an apartment so they could go to that school. And they were very nice. I remember them being nice. Great story, isn't it? Thank you. So you so you went up and down socially. Uh, yeah. But I was pretty – I would make movies since I was like nine. You can put friends in them or make friends that way. That's mm-hmm. how I would have my new best friend. I would put them in student movies and stuff. Yeah. And so that's what I did in high school. I would make – I made beach blanket blintzes when I moved to Philadelphia when I was 17 <laughs> and it was pretty horrific. All right. I hope we're out of time because that was a terrible story. No, it was good. It's just that now we're going to do Just Me or Everyone. Sean Rob Dixon says – Go, I go pee before any lengthy trip regardless of how full my bladder is. I do the same thing. He learned that. He was told to do that yeah, because he has parents made him stop. And I think so. Yeah, I've, I've experienced that. You've got to pee before we go. And yeah. I don't have to pee. Pee. So that, that's right. conditioning. That's Pavlovian. Yes. Or, or Pivlovian. Well, he's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. Unless he's doing it on other people. Unless he just has to pee on right. other people that's, in the car. Yeah. That would be upsetting. My dad used to keep an empty orange juice bottle in the car. That's wrong. On car trips. Yeah, you don't do that to people. I know people that have peed in wine carafes on trips and things like that. I just couldn't. I would not do that. Yeah. I would get on the side of the road and pee in a bush. Then I remember I remember road trips with the family where that happened as well. I guess that was post-orange juice bottle. Or well, maybe he just – the orange juice bottle was full, so he dumps that and then he makes more. Maybe. And maybe um, – I don't know. Yuck. Sunkissed. I'm trying to think of anything orange. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like the generic bottle at the store where, like a milk bottle, like a wider mouth bottle, or the ones with the screw on little screw on lid. Wow. That, I feel like Tropicana. He, I don't think it was brand. I think it was in the fruit section of the store. Gelson's, Gary. He and I grew up in the same area. Wow. Um, out here. Yeah, in Orange County. Oh. I didn't know there was a Gelson's in Orange County. There is. Yeah. 
I, th- I think they used to have a section where you could get fresh squeezed orange juice and then throw it out and pee in the bottle. Crap. I didn't know I feel that. like they still do. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Woodloaf says, I get embarrassed when I offer an incompatible response to a greeting. For example, you say, hello, Jason, and he says, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Everyone gets embarrassed by that. Yeah, everybody does that. Yeah. Or someone comes over and goes, nice to see you, and you say you're welcome, or something strange. Right. Yeah, we all do it because we're not listening. Yeah. How are you? Not much. You? Right. Haircuts for Hobos says, just me or everyone, when walking downstairs or driving and picking my nose, afraid I'll trip or crash and jam my finger into my brain. Uh, No, I don't have that. But I do have the thing where if I am like stirring coffee or something and then I put the spoon in my mouth and then I walk so I have a spoon in my mouth as I'm walking I think if I fall I could jam it up my head I would I would fear that I also have a fear where I thought he was going was I'm afraid I'll pick my nose and I'll flick the booger on the steps and I'll trip on that (laughs) that the actual booger would be like a wax yeah dangerous little spot right like an oil slick but it's a booger have you seen street loogies yeah Uh, I hate them that actually will make me feel Quackish, what is it? I don't think it's a word, but Kecklish. Kecklish. Yeah. I don't think it's a word. I mean, he can't find Morristown, New Jersey. He's not going to find Kecklish. Try Kecklish. He's thinking about this girl. He's doing fine. He's got a woman he likes. And I just hope that at this moment in time, on July 15th, it's all gone beautiful. Appreciate that. I do. Thank you. Raulio... Raulioli88 says, is it just me or everyone? Wipes at phone at the end of the day with antibacterial wipe from fear of bacteria picked up during the day. I don't do that. I don't do that. And when he says wipes, the first thing I was thinking was front to back. So that you should not be doing that with the phone. Yeah. Brain tuba. When brain some... tuba? No, these are their Twitter names. That brain tuba? Yeah. That is dangerously upsetting. I think it says brewing tuba, no? Oh, it's a brewing tuba. Yeah, because it's almost like I'm going like to say brain tumor, but I'm not going to say it. I'll make it a tuba. Yeah. Like I got a tuba in my brain. No, he has a tuba in his brewing. He's a, he loves his brewings. Yeah. And if he's a tuba, maybe he's in the band. Wait, the Bruins don't have a band. Maybe they do. They do. They probably do. Well, they don't have a tuba. Sure they do. They have a full-size marching band for football. You know what? That's what I she loves about I apologize to – why didn't you know about Marstown, New Jersey? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm an L.A. guy. I understand. Brain tube tuba. When someone is telling me a story <laughs> and says, to make a long story short, I resist saying, it's too late. That's good. That's very no, good. I don't. Catchy. Right. I have friends that I will yell at for saying that because they say it every fucking story and it's infuriating. Yeah. yeah. It's like you lost me at I. Right. Charlie says, I never consciously wear a shirt or coat at the same store that I bought it at. I always think they'll, they will feel I stole it. Oh, yeah. I have definitely had that feeling, that I, concern. I have the security uh, detectors put on all my clothes that don't have them. So whenever I go into a store, I go in and the alarms go off. That's good. Yeah. I only wear clothes that I stole. Uh-huh. Or I'm that you can afraid. pretend you stole. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> My blood sugar dropped. All I've had is water. I'm supposed to eat, and I didn't eat today. Why? I don't know. I, I got busy. We I have don't know. we have sugar. I don't think you do. I think you have a glass of filtered water that no. I still don't know the orange. We have pretzels. I think there's licorice, and there's possibly some dehydrated apples out there. 
That sounds really good. <laughs> we had pickled I'd okra like for make, a while. I'd like to turn myself into a fossil as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right. I'm, you have pickled okra? We had. I don't know if it's still uh, there. Um, you never know what you're going to – there was probably ketchup in there. Interesting. You never know what you'll find in there. I'm Condiments. not Tab says, screw using toilet seat covers. They just get in the way. Sometimes I don't use toilet seat covers. If it looks clean, I, I'm just like, They're you not know clean. I know that. But I think if I'm the one that's rancid, that's when I give up. But I'll give it a quick wipe down. Yeah, I do that. I heard a story. Rodney Dangerfield was a friend of mine. And he told me a story about this guy. Is of course, not alive. His name was Joe Ansis. And he was a friend of – he knew Lenny Bruce. He was mm-hmm. a writer, kind of a friend writer that would just hang out and come up with funny stuff. He was so OCD and crazy that he was in a public restroom once. This is not a – there's no punchline to it because it's just a true story. This is, I'm doing what the other person said not to do. <laughs> you know, This might be a long story, but Too I'll late. try to make it short. <laughs> no, no, no. Please take so, your time. I'll, the, the guy, Joe, goes to the bathroom and he had to take off all of his clothes in order to go number two. So he's – and he lays down toilet paper on the seat and then in his bare feet, he took off his socks. He puts them meticulously over the side of the stall. Wow. He's like a craning eagle or whatever would be an odd kind of a gargoyle-ish person sitting there with his feet balanced like uh, he's in a totem pole position mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom and he didn't lock the stall door and a man comes and opens the door because he looked under and didn't see feet uh-huh. and supposedly it was just like, ah, you know, screaming and yeah. Joe was naked uh, taking a poop and the guy like saw that. That's the punchline that it actually happened. That wow. Somebody was so fucked up that they did that. It's not a good story but I – No, it's a good story. It's Stop sh- me if you've heard it. It was a good story. Just no, in all that OCD, he couldn't lock the door. That's that's what doesn't sound right about it. Perhaps he did try to lock it, but it just was a jimmied lock. You know, a lot of those locks don't work. If there were any ladies here, I would want to bond over the fear of being in a public restroom and changing your tampon and the fear that someone would walk in on that. But there aren't, so I won't say it. I I've had some weird experiences with that. Do tell. Well, I just uh, – I, I, when my – Ah, this is too personal. My my young my oldest daughter. I remember when she first uh, she was with me uh, at my house when it happened the first time, mm-hmm. and I tried to put on a puppet show of showing her how to do it through the door. Uh, took a tampon and showed her, and, and then and my other <laughs> how, daughter. How horrifying! For and it was her. like a puppet show. Uh-huh. And I said, "I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Just this is how you do, and you do that, and that, and that." And then my other daughter, who's a couple years younger, because she was like nine, opens the door and says, Dad, it's her first time. She just needs a pad. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to like that story. I love that because that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's the truth. She knew the right thing. I've learned since then. I'm wearing a pad now. (laughs) Now, a full pad or just a panty liner? A maxi pad. Okay, that's smart. Is that uh, something? Smart, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's the big one? Yeah, with wings, it makes. Yeah, it it's even... a quicker picker upper. Though that's not the same thing. Oh, that's bounty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pomatovich says, "For Gary and male guest, I get painful tingling in testicles when I see amputees or facial deformities. Don't mean to be crass, just me or everyone. Just you. Wow. You never feel it in your balls. No. You, uh, when you see an amputee or a deformity. Well, no. If you, I guess. Oh man. No, I don't. I don't ever have – I don't ever project on what it would be like to have that. No. I feel badly for people that have suffered. But Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's an odd uh, – but, but uh, honestly odd thing to have shared. 
Yes, that's what this. But I just I'm sharing all kinds of things, so that seems just fine to me. Then I'm not <laughs> a not. I'm trying. This is this is like a license plate, but there's a lot of vowels. I'm not a nartard. Is that what is that his name? I'm not a nartard. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I'm maybe the he's combining narcissist and um, the, oh. the R word. All right. He's not de- delayed in his. Do you miss the R word? Um, I kind of do. I've accidentally said it and felt bad because of people that are hurt by yeah. it. Yeah, I did a benefit a couple weeks ago. I have a, a cousin who's a, a challenged, intelligent adult, mm-hmm. and uh, it was. It's interesting. It's not. It makes me not want to ever think that. I don't right. say the c word, which is um, celebrity. I think that is the worst word. Really? I think celebrity is the worst oh. word. They go, oh, we're going to have other celebrities. I go, well, what? A celebrity is nothing. Yeah. I don't want to be and, – and if that's how people regard me, then I don't, I don't know them because a celebrity is a person that has no craft or art form you or anything. Be, They're just known because they want to be famous mm-hmm. and they want to be just into the circle of all this bullshit. So it's a, it's a rough thing, that word. We have celebrities. It's like bring yeah. in the celebrities. It's like almost like it, it, you you wish for Roman days so they could have the lions released and they would just eat the celebrities. <laughs> so what 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 do you like to be described as besides Jew? I guess Jew would be first, mm-hmm. um, and then I guess uh, nebulous. I like right, um, uh, unmanageable, enigmatic, hungry, mm-hmm. uh, enema driven, amorphous, uh, enema driven, anamorphic. Enema driven. Enema driven. <laughs> no, that's a good one. What is that? I'm I mean, not into enemas. Actually, I've never. I had, had to one. have. A, I had to have one because uh, I had uh, this guy over that paid me. <laughs> he made me do it. No, I had a uh, you know colonoscopy. That's a whole yeah. thing. You drink stuff and they do all that. Right. Uh, no, I guess I, I I would be described as a um, right now. I'm a writer because I got this book. I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. I'm directing something, but I don't want to talk about it yet because I hate talking about something until it's. Uh, Hard and fast, which right? Is what Gary's going to be doing soon, as he sees his lady love, and uh, yeah, and I'm an actor, which is always subjective. I, I have a di- bunch of different titles. I did guess I'm a, a hyphenate. I try to do everything to the best twenty percent I can. Did you really have an enema once? For a colonoscopy, you have to. They have but to. Why do did that. you decide to have that? Well, I drank all the liquid stuff, and then they go in and clean you out before they do it. Anyway, I didn't. Oh, oh, sorry, colonoscopy. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. I process. I, I, I was out. confusing colonoscopy with colonic. And oh, I was yeah, thinking, colonic. Why would you want I, that? I never had a colonic, but people love them. And I know people that get them. I know guys <laughs> that get them because it cleans you out. You know, you right. figure if you're doing one end, you might as well. <laughs> Is there any way to pull it out of the gutter before we go? Your parents have listened to this whole thing. Well, let's just do this last one. I'm not a NARD25 says when I meet people, this is not going to do anything like cleaned up, but I picture them as mugshots and guess what crime they would commit based off of the mental image. No, I don't do that's that. That's kind of clever. Yeah. I mean, it, to, to think about time. a mugshot, I mean, that's again, that's kind of, I guess that's celebrity driven in a way because you like to see people's mugshots. They right. always show you famous people's mugshots. They always look like hell too. Yeah, they don't look good. That's uh-uh. why I want to drive safe, drink a lot of water. 
and floss. <laughs> it's smart for your mugshot. Well, thank you so much. This is really a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. And we know each other now. This, this yeah. is not just a phone call from years ago interviewing me for no. Josh's chaperone. You know, oh, here's something. I don't know how you'll feel about this. This might make you feel weird. No, it's okay. I, so you know those A&E biographies on yes. different – I was in the Bob Saget one. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. They asked you questions about you. me like the, when they At do those. At one point, I was a repository of all sorts of Bob a, Saget – A suppository? I was a suppository. That's when I got – my animal. Of all sorts of Bob Saget info and trivia and stuff. And unfortunately, this was years ago because I, I did a bunch of these. Right. I don't think people realize because you look and I you see the talking it. heads and you assume, oh, that person knows the person. Right. But no, it's that that's a reporter that they've decided is good on camera. Right. And they say, can you, we're going to shoot 10 of these. Can you be in them? Here's a whole bunch of research. And now I had had the interview with you. So I actually felt. Even less like a sham doing that one than the other one. What did you ones. say? What kind of stuff did you say? I wish I – I think I relayed something that you had told me in the interview, which was you said that Full House was like mom's dead, let's party. That was Jay Leno's joke actually. I, I just wrote that in the book because that's what he said on the air, on the Tonight okay. Show when he was hosting. He said, this show, my two dads and uh, Full House, it's like mom's dead, let's party, which is a very bad impression and a very <laughs> um, edgy joke. Yeah, and a gallows joke, which you wouldn't do right now in this culture, but at that time it was a, a kind of an oddly acceptable line. It's funny how it's changed so much. Like I feel sitcoms were were more daring then. Well, yeah, there were a lot of semen jokes on Friends and all kinds of stuff, and yeah. spewing in your hair. I mean, I when I hosted that video show, I would talk about stuff shooting in your face and stuff, and people were like, "Oh, you're so clean cut, and your jokes are so <laughs> lame." And I'm like, "But I'm don't you hear how dirty I'm being?" Yeah, but nobody. It's funny. They, it. Yeah, they just decide you're clean and they don't Well, because they, they probably watched me with the sound off and just wanted to see people get hit in the nuts and cats fall off of fences and stuff. <laughs> but that's actually uh, interesting, those shows. I just watched one on HBO about Marilyn and everybody reenacted Marilyn. Oh, I haven't seen that. And How it was, was it? really uh, – it was really good actors and actresses, uh, most of them, I guess. And they were kind of doing her, her stuff that she said. It was very strange. It was um, – it's kind of – it's tragic and she's so famous and uh, and she's so not alive. Mm. Interesting it's how true. people leave a mark. Yes. I'm going to leave one on this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a pad. I'm wearing a Oh, right. Pad, yeah, so with the wings so it's fine. Yeah. The, this blue, is my the second, blue liquid won't leak out. The blue liquid. That's what happens? <laughs> yeah. It's like a bleach or something? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. You can't – by the way, Adam Carolla will second this. You can't put those bleach – Cap tablets in your toilet. Why? Uh, t- uh, because it eats away the little flange that you have to replace all the time. The little thing that goes up and down, that your flow valve, your that little rubber valve. This look on my face is we have one of those right now in our Don't thing. use them anymore. They eat away that thing and you oh, need to no. replace that thing much more frequently. So when you did Adam Crowell's show, one... you talked about termites and toilet problems? Well, I asked him stuff because he's knowledgeable. Yeah. I was having uh, termite problems and I needed to – I'm just fascinated by someone that has that much knowledge about anything. And he's, he's a very uh, – he's a renaissance He's handy. Man. He's very, very good and he's very funny. Mm-hmm. And his name's everywhere in here. Yeah, he makes he, his own alcohol now. Is that true? That's what that's what this is, Mangria. Oh, uh, yeah. We have some if you would like. No, to. thank okay. you. I haven't eaten. 
And oh, I that's have to right. drive all the way through the zoo to get home. Yeah. <laughs> all I have right. a long drive and I have to write. All right. I have well, to go do all kinds of things. This was really a nice conversation. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed having you on. I hope I wasn't off putting. You were the what's off you were on putting. Thank you. Yeah. I was, thank you. I was not putting you on. Right. All right. So people can follow you on Twitter at Bob Saget. Right. They can go to your website, bobsaget.com. You have all your dates and, yeah, and all that all stuff. That stuff. Especially and they, the Morristown date, which is just I uh, believe in a day. Yeah. It's uh, to Tomorrow. No, two days. It's two days because today's oh, the right. 15th of July. Yeah. Yeah, we're all in New York right now. This is so cool. And I'm on Fallon on Thursday, and you're going to be at Caroline's this, this weekend. This weekend. And I'll yeah. be at the Bowery Ballroom, which I think is sold out. And then the one that might not be sold out, Music I don't Hall know, is the Williamsburg, uh, whatever it's called. It's the Music Hall of Williamsburg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there. Brooklyn. So, I can't wait to go to right. that. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A R I Y M B F. And but your Allison is one L. That's so, right. So say say how you would say your Twitter again. It's Allison Rosen. A L I S O N R O S E N. Do you get people that have? Is there another Allison Rosen? Yes, I get. She forwards me her uh, email. She forwards me emails. All the time. That's nice of her. Isn't it really nice? I have a yeah. relationship with the other Allison Rosen. I had an old cell number. It was the best cell number you could ever have because it had my initials in it. Mm-hmm. And because we were allowed to pick our numbers then. And some guy uh, got – they gave it to him really quick. It was a long time ago. And like within two months, he had my old number. And he took all the f- famous people calls and he was cursing at them all. And he never changed his number. He just kept saying – and he would listen to their messages. It was no so creepy. for celebrity. Yeah, celebrity so – we're regal. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with him? Any show that jealous. starts with the word celebrity, that's just not good. I would rather have a tingling sensation in my balls over <laughs> amputation. All right. And you can buy Bob's DVD or CD. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, anywhere. Tomorrow. No, I know. Oh, uh, oh yeah, tomorrow. You can buy it tomorrow and, and you can get it anywhere. I would recommend Amazon. Click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. Uh, it does not cost you anything extra to do that and you it helps out the show. You can go on through your banner. It pumps yeah. up your show and it gets you onto Amazon.com. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, get, yes, it, yes, it, yeah. You click you the banner, go it goes. Oh. Go to AllisonRosen.com, click the Amazon banner, and then boom, you're on Amazon. You buy what you're gonna buy, and you get a hit. I get from a little it. bit, yeah. Oh, I should be doing that. I don't you should understand. be doing that, yeah. Wow, you're smart. Thank you. All right, this has been super fun. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Show. Yeah.
This is Corolla Digital.